What is going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of The Gamer Podcast. I am your host, Antonius The Gamer, back with my two co-hosts, Super SSS Rank, and we now have the return of Mikkel Smith, fresh off workation, uh, here for episode 13. Now, fellas, uh, you know, there's, there's, we, we picked some really good niche topics, because so there's always something new, um, including certain things that sprung a leak this past weekend, which we'll get to. Um, but let's just kind of get the topic started off right. So actually, you know, we can kind of get right into it because it's topic number one. Um, Mortal Kombat, NetherRealm Studios, they've officially dropped, you know, two trailers. One um, officially re uh, revealing Natara uh, being voiced by Megan Fox and um, the Jean-Claude Van Damme skin for Johnny Cage, including uh, the reveal of Johnny Cage's second fatality, technically. Um, at this point, we're less than two weeks away from the game that we've been talking about basically since we started the podcast. Um, and, you know, with the reveals of these uh, two new trailers, plus what we're going to get into in a little bit, how are you guys feeling about um, the way they rolled out Natara? Like, did you guys like it? Um, does Megan Fox uh, playing the character make sense to you guys? Um, how dope was that Easter egg reference to Jennifer's body, if at all dope? Uh, just tell me what you guys think. It was cool. It was cool. It was cool for what it was. Um, it's just like, yeah, I still have this weird vibe from her era all the way from like Transformers still. So it was just, it was okay. Um, I was just hoping that, you know, there was a, a much more in-depth type of trailer like how we usually got. I didn't really like the appeal of, hey guys, yes, I'm the actor behind Natara. And yeah, you showed us a couple of moves, but no like i still don't even know like what is her purpose in the story like yeah you know they released a character bio but then you know they said she comes from a realm um so it's like so how does she get an outworld if she comes from a different realm and will we be able to explore that realm you know will they do some more integration of that type of factor um the john claude um trailer that was pretty good it was pretty mm -hmm. dope it was very nostalgic, I would say. And then, of course, the fatality, priceless. Yeah. Like, true, yeah. true, true Johnny Cage type of style. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, man, overall. You know Ed Boone cried in the car the first time he saw that uh, finished skin. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> a dream finally achieved. But go ahead, I mean, uh, interrupt you. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yeah, man. So you know, the game is almost out. Um, you know, there there have been a couple of leaks here and there, but I'm just really looking forward to the final product at this point. Like I said, the reptile trailer, um, just still lives in my head rent free, mm -hmm. and it's like, well, damn, like, what more could you really do? Actually, no, no, no. I would say the reptile trailer and uh, Sindel General Shao trailer, like those two were very heavy hitters in my opinion. Mm. That was the thing. That, I guess would you say that those are the things that won you over um, in terms of the anticipation? Yes, because especially seeing like um, General Shao's new design and just even more of like his backstory and what he plays. Like it's just I, I was like I'm glad that you're we're finally getting to see more of like Shao and more of like like he's still yes a big bad, but not you could tell he's not the final boss this time around. Mm -hmm. You could you could just tell. But then, you know, we got to see more of his story versus just, oh, yeah, this is the dude who I know that I'm going to fight in the end. Right. 
He's not the hulking big bad that he, he's been for the entire franchise. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they did they did a good job with that when it came to Aftermath, um, uh, especially, like, you know, as you took over and you played him as a character. I do like, you know, his new redesign, like, especially with the more dragon elements, mm-hmm. you know, you know, kind of hinting his connection to Onaga. I mean, you might, it, you're basically painting the image right there that he's basically a descendant. You're right. Okay. Yeah. Dory, what about you? What are your thoughts about the Natara trailer? Um, again, John Claude Van Damme. Um, I'm gonna be real with you, man. I feel like they don't I don't they don't look like the actual people they're modeled after. Like, I have you seen some of the high dev images of uh Natara? That's that's Megan Fox. They it's yeah. it's like a motion capture for sure. Okay, okay, well, I mean, with some of the facial animations, when they make a facial gesture, if from certain angles, it don't really look like Megan Fox. Well, because um, it's, it's not it's not Megan Fox. Yeah. At the same time, it's not it's not literally Megan Fox. Well, the her likeness. I were they trying to overtly capture her likeness or or just no. like a little bit? No, 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 no. just a little mm-hmm. bit. No. Yeah, like uh, okay. Obviously, there is features, like but influenced. It's, it's, yeah. Okay. It was like okay. when they did uh, Ronda Rousey with Sonya. Like it didn't look like Ronda Rousey. It's it's, okay, it's she's still you. playing a character. Oh, but Jean Claude Van Damme. I don't know, man. He don't look as Jean Claude Van. He looked like I could tell, cause I I remember where that that costume's from, Bloodsport. Mm-hmm. But for me, it doesn't really look like uh, Van Damme all the way, like a replica, like Rambo does, or um, RoboCop, or Jean Claude, or um, Arnold Schwartz. Let me ask you, you know something though. Do you feel that way because he's a skin and not a character? Because, because uh, the, the the thing that I thought too is like I do think it looks like him, right? But I think what kind of throws it off is that he's doing all the showboating that Johnny Cage does because he's a skin. He's not the actual character no. from Bloodsport. No, because if I if like if you were from far away, you would look at the Rambo image and be like, "Yo, that's Rambo." It's undeniable. When you look at the Arnold, it's undeniable. When I look at Jean Claude, I'm like, I see it, I see it. So like, what happened from it being undeniable, and you did this with three characters that doesn't belong in your properties normally. Mm-hmm. You, you understand what I'm saying? Um, so even Homelander looks a little um, off, but that's a the dusk. I can't tell until they actually drop the official trailer. Mm-hmm. But it's like. It's night and day as far as how twelve um eleven was handled as far as for me, the facial structure, the, the faces just look more defined. Here they kinda look blurry, but I gotta wait for the finished product. You know, mm-hmm. maybe they're just showing whatever. Um the graphics do look better like we discussed when they dropped the trailer. Mm-hmm. Uh, for some odd reason. Uh, maybe maybe this is just polishing up. But um overall it's cool, man. I thought I thought them having Jean Claude voice it. Jean Claude is known for kicking somebody always through a window, so I'm glad they <laughs> caught on, mm-hmm. and I'm glad um, the opponent flew through the car window. I mean, like that's <laughs> that's a finisher. Yeah. You don't have a movie without Jean Claude kicking you through a window. So I was like, yeah, that's fine. That's good. Again, bro. I'm sure Ed Boon was just like, it's happening. I'm curious as to why they went with um, Megan Fox, but I'm not mad with it. I think it's cool. Mm-hmm. Um. I'm like, is she the only person to play a vampire role? So I'm like, yo. No, I think I, I think I guess she's that, gone that on was... record multiple times uh, talking about how much she's loved Mortal Kombat. Like, that's not the first Got time you. 
for that trailer that she's spoken about how much she's enjoyed that game. So I think maybe that got, got back you, to got them, you. and they were like, hey, we like your stuff. Come on in. You know? Got you, got you. Okay, all right, then. Well, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah, I'm not I'm not mad. I'm I'm happy for her, you know. I'm I mean, I'm glad people got what the the fans that the, the character the fans wanted. Her design um it's cool. I just think uh she's a, a fusion of um she's a fusion of she kinda reminds me in a way of um one of the characters from Killer Instinct, the new one. A little bit. Um, as far as just like the the Romanian esque armor plating, mm. um, like like how they have that and um, she yeah she you know I I, I like the original design only because um, I just thought it was cool to have a dark I like I just thought she looked cool like cool like pirate vampire I never seen really seen that before mm-hmm. so I thought that was a I thought that was pretty cool. Um, I was never a Natara fan like that. Never like, oh my gosh, Natara. I was just, she was just cool. Her story was interesting. Um, cause I thought one of her endings, she wound up, uh, joining, being the bride of, uh, Onaga. So I thought that was kind of, kind of sick. Mm-hmm. Like the vampires and dragons were joining forces. So I thought that was kind of cool. But um, other than that, man, you know, it's standard. It's, yeah, it's decent. Okay. All right. I mean, for me, I, I feel like, you know, again, the John Claude Van Damme thing, I, I can kind of see what you're saying in terms of the likeness. But again, I to me, it was more so just the personality that felt a little weird because he's a skin. It's not it's not his character or him. You know, like it's not the character from Bloodsport. It's not actually John Claude Van Damme. It's a skin for Johnny Cage. So in terms of yeah. what you come to expect, not that we know the man, but what you come to expect from his movie personalities it's like, ah, he didn't really have a lot of little showboating over-the-top characters. You know, so that was the really the only thing I was like, mm, eh. But, you know, it did make me think about your comment or, the you know, what we all ended up discussing, uh, Jory, when he was like, we should just have a celebrity movie fighter made by NetherRealm Studios with all the action stars at their peak um, and just, just make it. Just make it. Put him from Bloodsport, you know, Pick any Wesley Snipes era from like the 80s to the 2000s and just make the games that you guys wanted to make. You clearly have the budget, you know, like you could do it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> definitely could do it, man. I mean, I'll be down for that, man. What? Yeah. Passenger 57 versus, versus, um, man. Uh, yeah. Police story? Um, I'm, I'm trying to, police story. <laughs> I'm trying to think there was another character, like action star that I that, thought, that, uh, even like Action Jackson, um, Bronson, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like just, just yeah. give me all, <laughs> give me what ends up making the Expendables roster and just put them all in the game and have them kill each other. Uh, make let NetherRealm sort of take over Celebrity Deathmatch at this point, <laughs> you know, like that kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, right. That's crazy, right? Um, <laughs> but as far as Natara, like I thought the trailer was fine. I think the thing that's always been weird to me about her character, and even with this unveiling, it's like it's weird because. I would think that NetherRealm Studios of all developers would knock it out of the park when it comes to developing a vampire character. Like a game that shows so much blood and guts and things like that. You would think she would be one of the most vicious looking things you've ever seen in your life. And even with this, from what we saw from the trailer, like it's kind of tame. Like it looked fine from what we saw, but there wasn't anything like it wasn't like to Tim's point. It's like with Reptile, I was like, wow, I didn't, you know, I didn't imagine him playing like that. 
You know, when it came to um, Baraka, like, wow, I didn't imagine him playing like that. You know, with what we've seen so far from Natara, I'm like, yeah, it's fine. I wish they would have done a little bit more to showcase off her air combos, because clearly that was inspiration for them to include air combos in this game, a flying character like her. So maybe the trailer itself didn't do a good enough job presenting what they've done with the character, but I thought it was fine. I, th- I think the idea of having Megan Fox voice her is fine. I don't, you know, a lot of people have their thoughts about her uh, quality of acting. I don't think she's a bad actress. She's not necessarily going to be winning any Oscars in my mind, but that's okay, right? I, I don't think we need um, an Academy Award winning a- a- actor for a fighting game. I thought she was fine. Um, I don't see anything wrong with it. And I think the Jennifer's Body reference was dope. Like, I think the, the homage to that movie, which isn't a bad movie, not as nearly as bad as people made it out to be, um, I thought it was fine. I thought it was a, a pretty good. If, if we're going to have a celebrity voice, I think this would have been the time for it, two weeks out. You know, I'm sure there's a Megan Fox stand somewhere who's losing his or her mind, right? So I don't see anything, I don't see any issue with it. Um, with it being you know, the last few trailers, I was like, I do wonder now that even before we go into, like, the leaking territory, it's like, all right, we know Raiko's in the game. We've seen enough footage and hints. Is he not getting a trailer? Is he, you know, like, is he just kind of there, like, just unceremoniously dumped out? Like, what's happening as far as, you know, the things that we now all kind of know, you know, or, like, what is that launch trailer going to look like? You know, why why haven't we gotten any more combat casts? We still don't know how Tanya plays, right? Like, what what are the things in these last two weeks that are going to kind of do that one final push for people to kind of pre-order the game or buy the game out out the gate, if anything? That was what I was left thinking after watching these week's trailers. Like, okay, what else... You know, with less than a week and a half left, what else are you guys doing to kind of just like, boom? Um, to be honest, bro, I think all we're getting is the launch trailer. Mm. That's all. I think that's all we're getting at this point because I feel like, you know, they've had so much momentum that it's like, well, we kind of just could really just coast right now. Okay. So you you don't think there's going to be anything um, special revealed? Like, hey, here's that 24th character you guys have been whispering about for weeks. Oh, like no. no. Mm-hmm. I do mm-hmm. feel like the 24th character, especially since, like, you know, due to the leaks, it was it was removed so quickly. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, like, you just hear the speculations, but you have not seen the actual character slot face. Right. Because as soon as people started uploading that, got capped yeah. quick. Which I, I respect it. I respect it. You know, like, I, I'm glad that yeah. they managed to predict that I was going to happen. And it wasn't just like, boom, here's literally everything. Um, I did feel like they should have showcased Raiko when um, when they did General Shao and Sindel. Mm-hmm. Because I was like, okay. Um, because like the trailer before, so you had Reptile, you had Ashra, you had Havoc. So you had three characters and you had one cameo. Mm-hmm. But then when you came with this trailer, you had two characters and one cameo well t- two characters and two cameos mm-hmm. so it was kind of like well well bro like we we kind of out of indinia indinia outworld characters so you kind of j- could just showed oh boy yeah me. because you know raiko has always been like shao jr in, in most people's eyes like yes he has his own personality and stuff like that but it's just you know 
with the revitalization of certain players' play style because, you know, for example, well, you know, people was like, well, you gave Tanya a staff. Mm-hmm. Um, so what does that mean for Jade lovers? <laughs> yeah, that's what I was thinking, man. Yeah, man. Like I mean, so, that 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 <laughs> threw me off, bro. That that really threw me off. So, and then you know, you know, I've seen some things in terms of Raiko and his move set. So it's like, yeah, yeah, because because originally, chat maybe the budget ran out. Yeah, because 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 originally I thought he was gonna be like a dagger like character, but then I realized, oh well, we already have one, and that's smoke. Smoke is a dagger-like character. Yeah, he's more of like a ninja-like. So I thought maybe Brico would have been more like the brute, like Kano. But it's like, uh... I mean, I, I guess we'll have to see because I've only seen like a fatality video, so I could mm-hmm. only go by that. Okay. All right. I, um, I, you know, we've I think we covered the trailer pretty well, and, and our both trailers pretty well. So, uh, spoiler alert. For anyone who is watching and or listening, I, I don't know the gauge of time, but just so you're not like, hey, y'all just got right. Da, 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 da. No, spoiler alert. We will be discussing the leaks that have started to sprout up from Mortal Kombat 1 reboot. If you don't want to be spoiled at all, fast forward, I'm going to say, let's just say 15 minutes ahead um, from our discussion. Bounce then, man. Yeah, you don't want any spoilers? I didn't know anything. I didn't even look at the chat. As soon as you guys started oh. talking, I said, like, yeah. <laughs> I, vanished. I vanished. Okay. Well, I mean, um, I mean, if I'm going if, if to buy this Mortal Kombat game, I, I'd like to be surprised because I, I enjoy the storylines. Well, I mean, if you want to go there, I mean, we could just talk about how, yeah, the gigabyte file is like 140 okay. gigs. Okay. All right. Well, all right. Y'all have been saved by Jory. We will be, we will table this conversation until the official release out of respect. Um, but Jory, you got one pod. I don't know. If, if the game comes out on a Tuesday, you've got till about Saturday. Because <laughs> Tim and I are going to talk about it. <laughs> oh, my goodness, man. So just, just a heads up. Um, but yeah, we I can mean, talk about the game. Uh, Go ahead. Yeah, it, it, man, the gigs is like how much? 140? 140. Yeah. 140. 140. But, of what? Is this Call of well, Duty? No. In the spirit of, I guess, spoiler light, apparently uh, the story mode is significantly longer than what we've gotten from X or 11 in the base game. Boy. It's, it's not as long games, as man. the game. It's not as long as the base game and Aftermath put together, but it's, it's somewhere yeah. in between. It's a very wow. significant story mode. So I would yeah. imagine that took up a lot of, of uh, data size. And I do feel like it's a, it's a lot of the fighting mechanics, especially with the number of... It's a lot more animations, mm-hmm. especially due to the cameo system. Because I remember when I, when I first got my PS5, I still had my PS4 version on Mortal Kombat 11. And they wanted me to upgrade. So I was like, all right, well, let me see. What is the difference? But when I saw that gigabyte save uh, with that file, I was like, bro, that's like 50 extra gigabytes. Just mm-hmm. for the PS5 version, I was like, no, yeah, no, I, I will stay with my four, and it plays just right. <laughs> right, and like the loading times on on the um eleven uh PS4 version of my um ah, the loading times on MK11 on PS4 were not that bad. It's it's okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can put fifty gigs yeah. towards something else. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly how I felt. 
So I guess, yeah, like, I guess it, it does do, go into a lot of the animations, bro, which I kind of feel it's kind of like, uh, it's it's kind of the annoying part of this Mortal Kombat, because, you know, from the fatalities, for some of the fatalities that I have seen, I do kind of feel the fatalities have kind of been watered down. They're kind of going back to that more goofy arcade era phase. Mm-hmm. Cause I felt like, cause personally, I felt MK11 had some great fatalities, bro. But they, like, they were... do you feel like they were great? Right. I think they're some of my favorite. In, I think nine and eleven are some of my favorite in the series in terms of games. Um, but do you, do you feel like maybe they felt subconscious? Because remember, eleven was the one that had the controversy of, even though it ended up not being true, there was a whole controversial discussion of like, oh, some of the NetherRealm employees. Um, how to get therapy and we're violently throwing up um, after having to do research and render the, the fatalities for 11. Um, again, it was it was later proven to not be true, but you know, you do still have that vocal minority that's like, this is way too violent. I don't need to be seeing what someone's uh, detailed insides look like every time I play a video game. Do you guys think that maybe they, they were like aware of that? Like maybe this is getting a little bit too um, I mean, it's called explicit for lack of a better word? It's Mortal Kombat. It's, it's called Mortal Kombat, bro. Like, like for example, you remember that show on Spartacus uh, on Stars, bro? Yeah. People say, bro, there's just a lot of sex, blood, and guts. Mm-hmm. And that's what you sign up for every season. Orgies, blood, and sex. Yeah. The orgy scenes were a little wild, though. At that time, I was like, you. <laughs> I haven't seen a single episode it's I good. Mean, yeah. It's a good show. It's, it's a, a good, good show. show good storyline, good characters, but yeah, like Tim said, they let you know, hey, this is in the show. In yeah. all the episodes. They all get naked here. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, yeah, so. So, that, I mean, there's that, um, and there's, there's also, uh, before you guys fully answer, there's also the, you know, Ed Boon has, has gone on record saying that he's aware of how hard it is uh, for um, content creators to do Mortal Kombat stuff because anything you do, unless you go through extensive um, methods to uh, edit it, it gets demonetized immediately. You know, so maybe there, that's also why they kind of played it down to make it easier. You know, for content to be made for a lot of people who are Mortal Kombat fans because you don't want to be able to like they want to be able to stream it and upload it and and do commentary on it without you know having to get their their channels flagged. Well, I mean, you know, you know, t- take a lesson from your book. Remember the ones that you did uh, a couple of years ago, where you know, you know, it didn't get flagged when you um, when you were using Devora as the person. Mm-hmm. Um, I know they did say like you know it's because of the color of blood. Sometimes they get flagged. So I do feel like maybe adding like different filters in the actual end game, like oh, change mm-hmm. this to that. And maybe that could actually work out for streamers' favors. But yeah, because bro, because to this to this day, bro, the ones that you made are. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I did get I did get one flag on one of them, um, which was like an oversight on my part because it was the one I did with the the women ninja. Uh, and Scarlet has an intro where she's drawing blood out um, to make her weapon. <sighs> And they, they flagged it for that. They flagged it for that. They're like, this might happen. And I'm like, 
it's the intro. Yo, she didn't dismember anybody. She didn't stab nobody. It was just her pulling the blood out. It's like, this video might contain graphic content. I was like, whatever. <laughs> whatever. You know? Um, but yeah, I think I think that that might be the best workaround. Like it might take a little bit more um, effort on Netherrealm's part, which is unfortunate. But they might have to, you know, include filters, include like a, honestly like a safer work fatality mode. You know, where it's like if you're if you're streaming it, here's a mode you can stream it in to not worry about you know being demonetized because YouTube is Stream not give, mode, yeah. yeah YouTube is not gonna give you guys any workarounds they're not you know like they're not gonna make an exception just for y'all so like you, you're gonna have to do it on your end um, to to help I guess like the people who want to support your game through streaming I just don't think I just wonder if that was part of the reason why you know it mm. may have dumbed down no, or, or made it stillier you know that makes a lot of sense like there's a reason why you have Lee May doing like a TNT with someone's intestines it's ha 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 you know like slapstick humor because we can't show someone being violently dismembered the way they did in 11 despite them yeah. being again some of the yeah. best fatalities so. this is that's just so crazy man i don't know yeah um i guess last topic on that before we move on because the install base is is so big do you guys feel like it warrants that size because again uh, another realm continues to kind of trailblaze in story mode like do you guys feel like um that's something where it's going to kind of be the new norm if you want a story mode as robust as mortal Kombat for fighting games man these guys love telling stories man so i mean let them let them do it they've been consistently even even at their worst games as far as gameplay the stories were decent the stories were complete stories Interesting mm-hmm. things happened. Um, things that you didn't expect to happen happened. Um, and I, I'm I'm down for it, man. They haven't disappointed me yet. Um, I, you know, just just the order of things. I think eleven should have been ten, mm-hmm. and uh, ten should have just probably never been. In a way, story wise. Um, I- do you take the good with the bad, right? Like, we did get Takeda and Cassie and Jackie from 10 being conceptualized. Yeah, they were they were cool, but the Jackie came to shape more in 11 than she did in 10, you know? That was, mm-hmm. that was like, the design and everything. They mm-hmm. put time into this character. They really wanted to sell me this character. So I was down for it, mm-hmm. you know? She didn't have the typical haircut, cut to the side, give you dreads. You know, she had a unique hairstyle to her. You feel me? So, and you finally. can customize her hairstyle. She had a couple of different, um, really yeah. dope, you know, true to form, you know, black hairstyles. And yeah, so yeah, man. So I think uh, Eleven was definitely fire, man. Story wise, I'm down for it. Um, who thought? Who would have thought we would have got Fire God Luke Kane? Mm-hmm. Nobody was expecting that. And then the design for that character, just like voila, the scene where. Raiden was fighting Luke Kane throughout the timelines, and they went to every timeline. That was cinema. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I'm, uh, I'm down for it. Jax, the characters were amazing. That trailer, that trailer, that Mortal Kombat 11 trailer was was some of my favorite trailers. That's my favorite version of Johnny Cage. Mm. Um, personally, mm-hmm. it was just I was just so much. It was so much Johnny Cage. I was like, man. Had he had this charisma in 10, I probably would have forgave it. 
even though he had, he just felt like Nathan Drake to me. This one didn't feel like Nathan Drake. You know what I'm saying? Nathan mm-hmm. Drake in Mortal Kombat. You know? Mm-hmm. Uh, this one felt this one felt like, oh man, he was just amped up to be the Johnny Cage that we all that we all um expected him to be. Mm-hmm. So man, I was all for it. Um yeah, man, give a story, man. I'm done. That's why people are buying your game, to be honest with you. They Mortal Kombat players come for two things. Story, gameplay. Mm-hmm. Y'all got y'all give y'all get got us both. Both. Mm-hmm. Those trailers reveals, man. So if you know this DLC pack coming out, you know, it, 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 just get that out the way. Mm-hmm. After that, oh boy, it's on. I'm I'm wait I'm waiting to see what's what the, what's gonna be next, man. You know, um, you know, especially to pick it back off like what WB has done in terms of guest characters. You know who I would love to see as a season two guest character? Hmm. The Shredder. They kind of piggyback off like what Injustice 2 did with the Ninja Turtles. Because I was like, yeah, why, but why didn't they put Shredder in? But then you know what I realized, bro? Especially after seeing that Baraka trailer? Yeah, put Shredder in this game. Well, my my the only question that comes to mind with that is, you know how both 10 and 11 have had like a guest character theme, right? So like 10 mm-hmm. was horror, 11 was um, action, eight, 80s action hero, essentially. Mm-hmm. You guys don't feel like maybe this is potentially their Injustice Light um, DLC pack since it's Homelander, Omni-Man, and Peacemaker, that they're going to do more of a superhero, live action superhero I think, theme? I think maybe it's more of the crossover properties, because like yes, when you when you look at um when you look at uh Invincible, um it's it's part of WB, correct? No. Owned by Amazon. Prime. Amazon. No, uh, yeah, 100%. I know I know I know Prime makes it, but I meant I meant like the comic, because I know it's based off a of comic. Uh, is it is no, it a subsidi- is it subsidiary to WB no. or anything? Mm-mm. Not not at all. Well, all right. Image well, Image Comics. Okay. And then Homelander, um The Boys is Amazon as well, well. Independent. Yeah. Well, I guess maybe this, the theme is more of like superhero elements, I would say. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, you have you have Peacemaker, which is, you know, a WB product. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, you have Peace, uh, you have Omni-Man, you have, you have Homelander. But I do feel like, especially, I feel like Shredder. I feel like Shredder would make sense. <laughs> I, 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 I mean, personally... it does. I, I think they would do it just fine. I just... You know, I, I just thought about that because that's just how it's been for the past two games. A lot of their guest characters follow a theme, so the Shredder yeah. doesn't really yeah. fit what looks to be the theme in this game. Yeah, because even for MK9, yeah, they had Kratos and they had Freddy Krueger, yeah. so you had you had one person that didn't really belong, but he was just a brutal person because of the hype of God of War three around the time. And then, you know, the other person, that's where they started to, like, dip into the, like, the horror aspects. And then, you know, like you said, for 10, 10 had horror, but then also sci-fi horror. Yeah. Because remember, that's where Predator and Alien came in. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we'll see. We'll see what this really brings. I mean, you've already given us three good, like, guest characters out the gate. Mm-hmm. Like, I was like, wow. Like, so let's just see what that brings. Even in terms of what Eleven did, um... Terminator was okay. 
Rambo, I didn't really care for. I felt the best person, like he was very technical, but I felt like the, the, the best characters that they gave us was Spawn and Joker. Like to this day, bro, that is the best brutal Joker I've seen, bro. Like it's true. Like I felt like Spawn was probably my favorite, my personal favorite out of all the guest characters. Um, but it's true that I don't think, you know, well, again, it's it's what third time's a charm with Joker at this point. So it's or fourth time, really. Technically, if you mm. count um, uh, Mortal Kombat versus DC, I would hope they would have perfected him by now. But it was, it was like that's about as Joker as you can get. Honestly, yeah, yeah, because yeah, I remember when when they first showed the Joker in the combat patch. Like I was like, oh, why they gave Joker a cane? But when I saw that cane gameplay, I was like, <laughs> okay, oh, that's <laughs> that's where the Red Hood got that brain damage from. Oh, I'm gonna go ahead and walk oh, that back. Man, I, had it been a crowbar, that'd have been even crazy. Well, yeah. they, well, they put they in his X-ray, but the the injustice too. Joker had the crowbar. Yeah, oh, okay, yeah, okay. and and they 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 pushed it as much as they possibly could with that. You hear the bong bong like metal off bone, wow. bro. <laughs> That's wow. not mu- that ain't muscle My tissue is connected goodness. with. <laughs> My goodness, that's crazy. Yeah, that's not that's mixing department went crazy that game. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, and then you know they have been like season two leaks um, already, um, and then, yeah. Well then, two. Well, it's two DC characters. People have been speculating: um, Harley Quinn and Deathstroke. Man, they pushing this Harley Quinn after she killed Nightwing. After she killed Nightwing? Yeah, on her show, she killed Nightwing. She choked him out. Incredible. Yeah. Oh, oh, you mean on the on the animated show, which is yeah, pretty, yeah. pretty pretty awesome, by the way. And a very I haven't chaotic... watched season three yet, but season it... one and two I liked a lot. So, yeah, in a very chaotic way, it's very, very good, bro. So. They're killing like what? You know what? We're an anime and gaming podcast. Never mind. Yeah, yeah. Let's just leave, <laughs> let's leave the chaos yeah, alone. Right? Never mind. All right. Don't we? Let, we don't even have to talk about it because how? 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 Yeah. But, okay. Writers, anyway. Right. Oh. Or or even the injustice movie. Oh, our injustice concept in, in general. Um, Damien gets mad, throws. Throws a stick. Dick trips and breaks his neck. Dick, the acrobat, loses balance and snaps his neck. Yep. Anyway, uh, <laughs> before we leave Mortal Kombat entirely, do you, is there any, uh, since we're talking about DLC, is there any of the classic roster that didn't make it um, to this uh, base roster that you guys would feel comfortable being resold to us. Like we talked about it yesterday, uh, Tim in the group chat about how essentially we're being, we're technically being forced to pay for Shang Tsung. Technically. I mean, I know it's a pre-order bonus, but you're required to buy the game ahead of time in order to get Shang Tsung as a playable character. And then he, is he there? No other means of getting Shang Tsung. Nope. No. So you got the pre-order for Shang Tsung, um, Quanchi's DLC. And mind you, Shang Tsung was DLC in eleven. Yeah. So basically, you're paying for him twice. The Same only the only grace I'll give eleven is that he wasn't part of the main story. That's the only thing I'm like, uh, okay. And he was he's technically included in the aftermath season pack. So if you buy the aftermath season pack, you get him like out the gate. 
That's the only. It's like that that fine line of like we're still gonna charge you, but you get a little something for your dollar, you know. As opposed to this time, it's like if you want pre order, hey man, when when we when we uh, launch Mortal Kombat One reboot expansion, you can go ahead and pay for that DLC because that's what it is DLC. Uh, <laughs> yeah, is it, classic. Don't make me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, is there is there any uh you know. Could they sell us Jade? Like, would you guys be willing to buy Jade? Would you guys be willing to buy, I don't know, give me somebody, you know? Um, Two staff users? Uh, three staff users, maybe? I don't know, man. Like, what, what is she going to play like, man? Uh, is she going to play? Is she going to turn into um, Cabal slash Cobra with the, with the batons? A little bit of Nightwing? They turn maybe. into Nightwing? Maybe. Okay. Okay. The detachable um, staff. Yeah, that's a possibility. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, and she technically has a dagger similar to smoke, so it there is some okay. mix up there. It's not like she's just bow staff, essentially. Got you, got you. Well, she actually has a shuriken, like a ninja shuriken. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like um, a, de- a demon, a demon wind blade type of shuriken type of thing. Oh, okay, okay. Um, I don't. I mean, I don't know. Who am I? Who was who was I a little bit broke, heartbroken that wasn't in the main roster? Um, I mean, to be honest, I, I'm okay with Sonya and Jack sitting this one out. So yes, I I, I I don't really I don't really like to buy them as DLC. Nah, really, um, because yeah. we know like we we obviously like they're they're leaning heavily into the 3D era as as everyone has reiterated multiple times. So um, even if let's just say for example. Darius, right? They decided to not make him just a cameo. He's also a DLC character. Is in the trailer. But that's what I'm saying. Like, are these any? Is there yeah. any characters that you're like, you know what? They brought them back. I'll, I'll pay. If them. you know, if they if they redo Darius, right? If he don't look like how because Darius just like who is this guy? He was he took Baraka's spot technically. Mm. He got these arm blades. So if they do Darius right, they re they reimagine him. I think we'll we'll be okay with it. Um. I'm looking forward to uh, I, I, Hotaro. I would like to see them do Hotaro. Mm, man. Okay. Um, but if it goes the way it goes, henchman number two, as um, as uh, you know, hinted. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it won't have the effect that it should have. You know, so it's like it'll be almost moot. Okay. Um. So, yeah. So Hotaro would be cool. I just want to see what they do with him. Um, and I don't know any other Mortal Kombat characters that would probably, you know, uh, Nightwing, not Nightwing, uh, Nightwolf, maybe the first version of Nightwolf. The, the they already sold, version, them, so. sold us a version of Nightwolf last game, technically. Well, I ain't buy it, so I'm not going to feel the effects of that. So. <laughs> and it would be, I mean, granted, it wouldn't be the first time they've done it. Rain is a perfect example. We had to buy Rain in 9 and buy Rain in 11. So it's not, it's not off the board. It's possible. Yeah. Man, man I ain't going to lie. WB needs to... Uh, hold back on the Ermac, and and give us the Ermac that we needed in ten, and then uh, I mean eleven, please. He might be, he might be, he might be. Hope so because if if Shang Tsung, so. if this is Shang Tsung's rise to power story, it can't be, it, you know, it's it's not a one for one Ermac. It has to be a different type of Ermac, by default. Got you, got you. Because he wouldn't have been able to create him in the first place because he doesn't have powers. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, that's it, man. 
Yeah, because honestly, bro, um, I'm all out of the cyborgs. I don't want to see the cyborgs return. Mm. Like, especially like how, especially how they handled Frost when she became a cyborg. So it's like, wow, she has got this. She got a real cool cyborg design, but we're still getting this plated version of Cyrax and Sector. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, you know, there are cameos now. And then, you know, the Linkway has a much deeper story now. But that's what I was saying. Like, it's like, wow, bro, I would love to see the MK9 versions of them return. Mm-hmm. But then you could tell, like, they also, especially since this, this game is very heavy on elements, you don't want a lot of redundancy. It's like, yeah, you know, Cyre- Se- Sector was like flamethrowers and missiles. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, you know, I did like about Cyrax. He had those, like, laser traps. Yeah. and bombs and stuff like that. So I do feel with some revisions, there's a way to work around them, but it's like, bro, selling it to us again. So that's why, like, even for this Combat 2, on Combat Pack 2, I don't, it's like, wait, I don't even know who could they sell us. Yeah. Who could they sell sure. us? Like, Definitely. I mean, because um, I do not want to see Goro sold us again. I don't want to see... Kintaro. I don't want to see Shiva. No, oh, I want to sell us Shiva again. Yeah. Maybe Kintaro. We haven't seen Kintaro... Playable since what Armageddon? Because he was I think he was they don't uh, know how to utilize these guys, man. It's like for me, I can think of a hundred and one ways that'll make them interesting to play versus them being just tanks, right? Or carbon copies you of know? each other. Like there, yeah. there's really no reason why Goro and Kantaro should play similar at all. They can play completely different and have completely different styles of you know based off their designs alone. Yeah, bro. Like I said, they they. They did pretty good with this roster. And then, you know, there was just certain characters from the 3D era that were just hit and miss. And then most of them were miss. Mm. Like some of these, some of those characters, it was kind of like, why are you even Mo, here? Movado, Drummond. But then, and then now, like, especially since this game doesn't have, it only has a certain amount of factions, like, especially like on the Earth Realm side, the only real Earth Realm faction that we have is the Lingui. So, like, yeah, like, there's no red dragon, there's no black dragon, so it's kind of like, well, okay, well, you just cut out a bunch of characters from there, mm-hmm. and then, you know, you just have, like, Outworld, Adenia, and then, you know, of course, you know, from images, Quan Chi is in there, so you know the Brotherhood of Shadow is making its return, um, so that's Nether Realm side. So yeah, it's just like yeah, bro. There's just just there's just a lot of factions that just kind of got pulled away, and you know we still don't know how things are gonna look on you know the elder god side. Like you know we saw a few leaks. Yeah. But yeah. Well, what about what about that? You think they could introduce like some of the um, silhouette elder gods that we saw in eleven and make them playable characters? Uh, they gotta be fire. They do. They could be. They could be. They could be, man. They, They've shown that they can finally get a god right. I mean, look at Luke Kang. Luke Kang looks amazing in this game. So and it's, it's not impossible. He's the only one. Mm-hmm. He's the only one. And him and him and uh, Fujin, but the other ones, Chronicus Primordial Children. Um, I mean, we'll see. We'll see, bro. We'll, we'll definitely. We'll we'll we'll, de- we'll definitely see. Um, I only time. one of my things. I'm story wise. I'm hoping they don't turn. Uh, what's his name? Century on Centurion again? Garus into Cyborg. 
Garrus. Boy. Garrus. I don't think so. I when I say into Cyborg, I mean story-wise, how Cyborg always get dog, he get hacked by Darkseid, <laughs> he get, uh. he get, <laughs> what, what, what a man, I, it is all he, he transformed into the yep. grid, mm-hmm. boy, plot, yo, he had no respect in the Injustice games, I'm like, I, and I'm seeing that, if you look in the cutscene, um, who was gnawing in um, on, um, Nitaro was biting guards. If you but, see the trailer, you pay attention. Yeah, to the movie, so it's like, yeah, but then there's also like I don't think they, I think again, obviously they they shown that they listen, and I think Garrus was the punching bag in Eleven. Like his whole his whole gimmick was he just can't be killed. So it's just like yeah. he gets beat up, he gets decapitated, he gets split in half, and just pulls himself. He doesn't Straight do zetsu. anything. He yeah, like he just Straight does. Zetsu. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Straight so. Zetsu. I'm, I'm sure they're going to try to remedy it, remedy that this game. I would think. So. We thought a lot of things too, man. So far, we we've been pretty, uh, pretty satisfied. Spot on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but I'm just I just want a little hint. How do you guys feel about the the, the spoilers? Overall. Yeah. Positive review. I, Give me a I'll yes or say, no. Thumbs up. I'll thumbs say down. that I Roman I style. like more than I don't like. Personally, it. It won't cancel my pre-order for the game. Um, it's without spoiling too much. I think it doesn't necessarily put me at peace for whatever is coming next after this game. Um, so worried. A little bit. A little bit. There's there's a couple of just choices that get made, and I'm like, mm, I don't know if this was the best way to go about a reboot <laughs> okay. in terms of uh, story. But I, again, I ultimately, from what I was seeing and reading, I liked more than I didn't like. I, I think okay, so a majority of it is okay. it's, it's great, to be honest. So I can't, I, I, so I should not expect Mr. Smith to come out of 16 doors to fight Neo and Morpheus, right? Yeah. <laughs> Tim, you, Tim, you want to tell him or should I? <laughs> nah, no, okay, okay, guys, I'm done, bro. Hey, all right, forget I asked, man. Oh you want to break the news, Tim, or should I? Oh, my gosh. No. Oh, my God. I don't even want to Oh, my gosh. Please. I was playing. I was playing. I threw it out there, dog. I just threw it out there, man. I was they, playing. They threw some things out there, too. That's oh, all I was saying. Playing, man. Oh, my God. I mean, I think, I think, you know, especially how Jory is like a loyalist to the 3D era. I do feel like there'll be certain choices that he doesn't like care for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he like yeah, and that's that's a that's a soft way to put it. I feel like he wouldn't really care for it, but at the end of the day, what can you do? Yeah, <laughs> what yeah. can you do? I think I will say that. But I, I will, but I but I will say at one part, Jory kind of got his wish. Yes, 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 he did. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. That's okay. what I said. I, I, okay. I think most of it was good. I think it, again, seventy percent or eighty percent. Tim, what would you say? I'm saying I think eighty, from what I okay. what I've seen okay. so far. I say okay. seventy. I say seventy-five. Yeah. That's not bad. That's not bad. As long okay. as it's not sixty. No, 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 no. I, okay, I think good, the good, reason good. why I say eighty is because. I think the characters that were long overdue from the original original roster 
finally got fleshed out back. They got the Jade treatment in Eleven. I'll leave it like that. Mm-hmm. Where mm-hmm. Jade finally okay. got some backstory and was uh, had a separate good backstory. Great backstory. I think it's just her man. Her, <laughs> her choice of men was a little bit uh, sus, but uh, other than that, you know, just the fact that she had a life separate from being uh, being Katana's bestie um, was great. And I think this game did a good job with characters who are long overdue. Um, I've seen people seeing the praises of how they do Baraka's character. So take from that what you will. Yeah, because apparently he was a soldier from out of Outworld before he caught the disease. So he was he was a military man who felt like he was just discarded. And um, yeah, Melina has a lot more detail to her as like as a princess before she gone all Pharaoh. Mm-hmm. So I really do like that. So yeah, man, they've they've made some good interesting um, like even just the revitalization of Lee May, bro. Um, people are now starting to like the new concept-ish of Tanya. Um, they have been some hints about Rain's true lineage. Mm. Okay, um, I don't think I saw that. Well, there was there was a one speculation about that he's actually the half-brother of Kitana and Melina. Ooh. So he's technically ro- he's technically royalty. From but Jared's an, but as an outside child, from Jared's that's side. a good story. That's a room for good story. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. especially in Mortal Kombat, boy. Because you remember yeah. that was because you remember even in the original time, like that was always Rain's thing. Uh, Rain's thing. Oh, I'm the son of Argus, and and remember his brothers was um the two um Tavon, Tavon, and Dagon. but then he always felt like he was pushed to the side, like. You know, look at me. Look at me and my powers. Oh no, my here come my brothers. It causing you me know a... the chosen ones. <laughs> those characters, they just those characters weren't bad. They just weren't designed good. They were boring. Yeah, yeah, they were boring. They were bo- but like, as, they were boring as far as how they played. But like, their story was very interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, it yeah. was actually wild. That's it's like a good a, concept. Good story, yeah. It's a great concept. Yeah, yeah. They yeah. just weren't designed well, man. Yeah, so I mean that's the speculation, and, and you know it adds more to why his, he's so treacherous of trying to dethrone the royal family and continue to rise through the ranks. Mm-hmm. You know, like basically evil Jon Snow. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I still say eighty. I mean, maybe Tim saw something that I didn't see that might detract a couple points, um, but from what I've seen so far, I'd say eighty. I think the only the only thing that I am fearful now, because uh, this has been confirmed, is like there's a lot of NPCs, so that kind of makes me fearful of the future. Uh, non-playable characters, but that's uh, that's not new. Okay. They've been doing that since since ten. Yeah, but then it, but then the fact that they're increasing it, bro. Mm. Yeah. That's 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 my only thing that I that I am kind of just a little bit concerned about because it kind of just giving them the excuse. Well, we don't really have to put the character in the game, right? It's it's like, it's yeah, technically yeah. the Cyrax and Sector treatment where they've kind of been a non-factor for about three games now. Like they mm-hmm. haven't been playable. 
technically since nine. All right, sorry for the impromptu short break, listeners, uh, but we are going to move on to our next topic. Uh, obviously, we'll have a lot much more to uh, really deep dive into when it comes to Mortal Kombat 1 Reboot once the game is officially released. Uh, but yeah, th- these are our thoughts for now. Um, again, still looking forward to the high-res, high-definition version of some of the things that I've seen in red. And yeah, we'll, we'll be revisiting soon. So to move on to another long-running franchise that is already, once again, back in the hotbed of controversy, as it is every year, NBA 2K24 launched this past weekend. Uh, People are already showcasing bugs, glitches, and the lovely, lovely, lovely VLC pass, where once you've bought the game, you then continue to buy the game. Because if you don't, your creative player, you will be playing for the next 80 hours straight to get them to actually make a layup properly. That's how much they paywalled the skill and customization points um, for your creative player, which they conveniently made the main mode of like the last three 2Ks. So the reason why I put that on the board is because, you know, fellas, we're, we're, all, we're all from the same generation. I remember a time, let's just say PS2 era, right? GameCube era, Xbox era, you could play your 2Ks. You could play NBA Live. You could play Madden. You could play NFL Blitz. You could play NBA Street, NFL Street, NHL, FIFA, you know, um, MLB. And I, I feel like we're getting to a point where, one, I mean, I guess RIP, uh, you know, the street franchise. We haven't seen an NBA street, NFL street, FIFA street game in at least 10 years. Um, Which is weird, right? It's, it's know, very strange. You know, because you know yeah. what? You know the reason why we had those games, bro? That was the N1 era. Have y'all seen the N1, uh, the fall of N1 documentary on Netflix, bro? I did. Bro. bro that, heartbreaking. That, heartbreaking, bro. Mm-hmm. I, I was like, I was, bro. When they started to go into the merchandise history, the games, I was like, wow, bro. Like, I was. Street I was. Bro, bro. That's why we haven't seen another street game since, bro. That's why. Yeah. Damn. Especially when you find out that the enemy, Nike, when they came into the picture, bro. Uh huh. Man. So, so, for those who haven't seen or watched it, um, quick summary. There was an and one documentary. They broke down the streetball era of basketball. Um, long story less long. There was a, a point apparently because obviously we were younger and didn't you know didn't know how corporate world worked. Where and one was surpassing Nike in in sneaker sales, in merch sales, anything basketball related. And one was running laps around them um, to the point that Nike literally just started blatantly copying and pasting their uh, their designs and 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 things like that to to their brand. Um, and it got to a point where, again, long story less long, I don't want to spoil too much, but obviously and one fell apart. Uh, the players got zero to no compensation. Um, most of them are just street legends, um, literally. Uh, and the people there was who... Only, and there was but, only one dude who went to the league. Mm-hmm. One. One's a, another Mom one's a Barry, best... Right? Marbury? No, Marbury was already yeah. in the league. No, nah, he was. He's. I think he started off and one. That's where he came Ooh. from. And, no, no, no. Um, no. I gotta look. He got, I, no. I gotta Marbury look got an and one deal. 
he was not an and one player. There was a there was oh. two or three players that they they ended up doing partnerships with during their run. Um, okay. There was it was him and someone else. Um, but anyway, uh, I think it was was it half man half amazing that ended up getting drafted to him. I would have to look back, bro. I would okay. Have to look back. Okay. Yeah. But and, anyway, uh, the only people who made money off of that was the white man who funded all of it. I don't mean to make it. It's not. I don't mean to make it racy, but that's just what it was. The the funders of it were the only ones that walked away with a profit. The faces of it, hot sauce, all of them, nothing. Street legends, literally. Um, but yeah, Tim, you're right. It's it's it definitely stemmed from the N one era, at least basketball wise, and then kind of spilled over. You know, there was a time where NFL Blitz was losing popularity, and NFL Street one and two kind of took its place and were really really fun games you know you're catching uh you're playing you know street football catching footballs off the walls of course the classic game breaker mechanics things like that and you know again you fast forward a couple decades later and here we are where you get a glitchy madden every year you get a glitchy nba 2k every year we haven't seen nba live in about three years um there's just it's it's gotten to a weird place where there's really only two or three sports games that get made. They don't even make NCAA anymore. And coming from an era when, you know, the Madden, when Madden would drop, you'd be like, yo, have you heard that Madden soundtrack? I still remember NBA Street Volume 2 soundtrack. Man. To this day. Madden for, Madden 2001 was my favorite. Mine was 2004, where, you know, Michael Vick was basically a cheat code. <laughs> yeah. He could scramble, he could throw, he could... <laughs> He could play offense man, and defense at the same time. Stats, man. <laughs> Greatest thing walking at that point. He carried the Falcons single-handedly in, in, in 2004. You know what I think it is, man? I also think it's, it's, always, it's the fatigue of, re, of a New Year release. Like, you would think, like, especially where we are now with games in terms of patches and rewrites, that you know yeah i get it sports history changes a lot you know with teams where people are constantly always shifted but it's like bro like that that pressure of always a new release every year even though most of the time they already have the template because you're still basically still building off what you made from last year but it's just it's i think it's that fatigue man that yearly release fatigue because, you know, we've seen it with Call of Duty. We've seen it with other games. And, you know, the quality just starts to d- diminish after a while. But do you guys, because, all right, so the thing that's always kind of, and then maybe it's just my, like, idealism, right, when it comes to some of these games that have to have yearly releases, of I, I'm not opposed to, I know people will say, like, oh, this could be DLC, right? That's always the, the main complaint, something could be DLC. I don't mind if a game has to come out every year. I don't mind, like you said, Tim, something being the template and just being improved upon. I don't need a revolutionary change every single year. It's a game that we're going to get yearly. Maybe this is the year I skip out on 2K24 and get 2K26 because that, at that point, that's two years of improvement. But the thing that, that always has thrown me off about these last couple of years is that it's not even that these games run solidly right? and then maybe introduce a gimmick that doesn't work. Again, it's like it's like clockwork. The game dro- drops, and there's a bug that wasn't present in in the game last year. Uh, you know the the new refined shooting mechanics that they developed for this don't work properly. You know there's delay input. It's like these things that they should have ironed out. I would imagine by now are still issues, and I I still feel like 
especially when it comes to games like this, you have to have competition. If there is no NBA Live, if there is no other basketball shooting game to compete, it's like 2K. It's like you either get 2K or nothing. And however they release it is however you have to play it or what else are you going to do? You know, so that's that's the thing that, like, I also have an issue with is, is there something wrong with sports games just being uh, more technically tighter every year? Does it have to be a brand new mechanic every year? I don't think we need a, a, a Madden every year, to be honest with you. They mess themselves up with putting 2K and, and, and like, numbers each year. Like, we don't need a Madden every year. Um, I understand every year is a new a new um every year's a new new things happen in football because it's an organic sport but like why don't you just every, make that a complete package every year is every a new, season every year is a new season of ballers yeah okay yeah, yeah you know, i mean um, it's the truth you can't you can't have an outdated roster technically yeah well i mean i i think you could i think you could do you can do a roster up until now you know um, I think you could package it in a way you could change the marketing scheme to where okay this is gonna cover this number of this this number of seasons and this year and whatnot to have a more complete game and then you can do your little updates on the side and after that release another because you have now you have the ability to do it on how games are you can do a live update um, a yearly release it just seemed why not then if that's the case just turn it into a games as a service do what uh um warframe is doing you mm. know just put madden and then update 99 or madden update da 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 and charge a, a small fee you know cuz if that's the case what do we you know change the business model like you have to understand like a, no business model is going to work forever it it will have to eventually transform because things transform Mm-hmm. You know, and that's my whole thing. It's like these guys keep um, trying to um, start fires now with sticks and stones under um, under a rainstorm when you can easily just use a lighter now or, or um, something more effective that won't go out. You know, I don't know. No, that's I a, just that's think a, they need to that, change their business. That's a good model, metaphor man. because it's 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 true, right? I, I think even in terms again using sports as 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 the mainframe. We're a far cry from... I remember 2K11, for example. 2K11 was everywhere. Every, 2K10, 2K11, you couldn't... Every... All our homies, at least at least one person had 2K11, if not multiple. And I think, you know, you see those numbers, you see that era, you see where sports game where people were lined up outside at midnight to get the new Madden. It, to your point, George, it's like that era, is, it's, it's over. It's over. The the whole the, the the demographic that that appealed to is no more, right? There's sports fanatics for sure. There will always be sports fanatics. We'll have kids. Our kids will kind of get into what we get into, and so on and so forth. But that era, you know, where you could just do something like that has has passed. It's the same thing, like I said, with Call of Duty. We're not all sitting down to play a first person shooter with our friends. That 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 magic has worn off now. Not saying that it still can't be fun. It's still appealing. Obviously, it has an audience. But that whole thing of like, hey, we have online, right? At that point, it was trailblazing. You could go online with your friends. It's not console exclusive like Halo. It's not console exclusive like these other games. You could literally play Call of Duty however you want to, whichever console you bought it for, unless it's Nintendo, right? And I, I think it's we're at this point now where 
I don't want 2K to go away, but I also want a reason to to play it again. I every time something gets released, I'm like I I don't see any incentive to return to this game, this franchise for any reason. And again, every time you see it, it's hey, there's these bucks that you have to buy because we're monetizing the game and we know that it works and we know that parents get worn down from their kids who want to take their creative player onto the home court um, gameplay mechanic and they need the virtual Jordans. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it's, it's just such a weird business model. I'm like, I don't understand how this continues to work every single year with no changes, nothing to like cross it up. Imagine if they even implemented a mode to bring NBA street mechanics into the game. I'd be interested if we can't get NBA street back entirely. I take um, the NBA yeah, street expansion yeah. back. I mean, you know, these guys are just aren't thinking like if anything, NBA streets is the game where you would sell um, microtransactions to. In my opinion, you would have a hub world for an NBA street game. You mm-hmm. know, um, that like that would be the epitome of like doing that where you can actually focus. You can have your little 2K boom play. But if you guys want to interact and have fun, da, 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 I think street football would be like, oh. I beat everybody in this region. Let me go to this region, see what type of players they got. Like mm-hmm. you could easily, like you know, you could do a creative, creative way of doing it, like how Mario does their soccer. But you, of course, you would have a more, uh, more realistic style, yeah, similar more to the technical savvy game. Mm-hmm. You know, a technical savvy game. You know, oh man, with this, I finally could run on walls, man. I finally could run on walls. You know, you need a special da 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 stat to do this type of tackle. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and you just, you know, turn it into a, uh, find a way to make the mechanics creative enough and, and play it, you know. Madden could have easily been working on, this This could have been the, the first time we get in installment mode. Yo, I ain't gonna lie, I played the Madden first person mode. And to be honest with you, dog, it's not bad. Mm. You could have, you could have already been there, you know. You could have had that in the game versus people say, yo, what is, what is, what is it like to play Madden in first person? Mm-hmm. You know, it could give you a new different level of playing. What if you play Madden in a, in a closer setup, you know, more closer, more intense angles or whatnot, you know, anything. These guys aren't doing anything to innovate the gameplay to have you more immersed. So I ask myself, what am I buying? Right. You know, that's why I altogether just stop playing Madden. It's just I'm not, not going to buy this again. Mm hmm. You're not but gonna you, buy it. Like at right this point now, they should just do lot games as a service. It's manageable. You can update the roster when you are, and then after that, you do a whole new. When there's new consoles, you do a whole new expansion pack. Now, right. of course, they might abuse it. I'm just I saying mean, they absolutely would. But, um, absolutely would, but you know, um, I don't. When I say games as a service, I mean like have a have like an initial base game, and then. I guess whenever they have a new roster or a legit roster, you can charge for that or yeah. however they want to go about it. But and then not only that, they have the monopoly. There's that's the only they they had rivals when we were in the old fours. Exactly. You feel me? So this was putting a fire underneath the um, underneath them, right? Because like, there was times where live. ESPN yeah. was <laughs> ESPN was better. Mm-hmm. ESPN even football was better than Madden. Mm-hmm. Like people just was just glued to it, but I was like, nah, this ESPN did this mechanic far better than this one did. So, you do know? you guys do you guys feel like we? Uh, I don't mean the we literally, but do you guys feel like our generation contributed to the downfall of these other franchises? 
Like I remember, for example, NFL Blitz. They ended up doing, I think the last proper game they put out was like Blitz the League, where it's like it had a lot of Blitz mechanics, but you could actually break bones. Like they had a, like, a whole system where if you tackle someone the right way, you saw that muscle tear like, hey, your quarterback is, is, is done. And it was great. You know, it wasn't as arcadey as what we, what we grew up on, but I think it, it still took it in an interesting direction of, yeah, what if you wanted to play a football game where you just hurt people? The whole point is to just hurt people. And it's not real, you know, like, it's not like, oh, it's not actually Michael Vick. It's, he's, you know, a lot of these, uh, almost like a, what's that league? The other league they have for football. Um, the one that The Rock was trying to buy into for uh, a couple oh, years XFL. Ago. XFL. It was like, it was like XFL style. Oh, he didn't buy it? I mean, maybe he did. I'm just saying in terms of, like, it wasn't, like, actual NFL players. Like, yeah, you couldn't actually, XFL, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Yeah, like, almost like an XFL style where it's like, you're still playing football. The mechanics are still there. It's just, it's a, a different gameplay style. But the game sold poorly, right? The last NBA Street, we got NBA Street Home Court. Granted, it wasn't the greatest of games, but it sold poorly. And I wonder to what degree was it something where, is it on the consumer's end where it's like if we don't show support, it's understandable why they will pull that plug? Or is it just, like Jory said, where like the monopolization of it just kind of led to the eventual downfall no matter what? I'd say a little bit of both. Okay. Yeah, i say both. Okay. Expand on it, yeah, bro. Cause <laughs> no, because when you really look at it, bro, um, it's like a, it's like two sides to the two sides to the same coin. Mm. There's a bit of both. Like it's like almost like night and day Optimus and Megatron. It's one. It's a contribution on both sides. Where you know, no matter what, this is the end result. Two plus three equals five. Hmm. Yeah, that's the end result. Okay. Because I, you know, it's just mm. I, I think it's one of those things where I also don't want it to be where because games are now taking so long to be put out across the board. I feel like we're slowly being put in a position as consumers where it's like, Hey, if you don't support this franchise, we're deading it. And I don't yeah. want it to be a situation where again, you know, I don't want it to be where only cyber connect Two can make Naruto only EA can make uh, a 2k game or basketball games in general. Only Insomniac can handle superhero properties. It, you know, it's not the it's not the the gameplay environment that we grew up in one and two. Nor do I feel like it's healthy for that environment in the first place. I I've never seen too many good things come from just one company running everything in a genre. Yeah, and it, it's it's starting to feel like certain aspects of of the gaming genres are slowly but surely heading that way outside of like the indie scene. Yeah, because, you know, like, look, for example, man, you know, when Rocksteady gave us, you know, the Arkham series, mm-hmm. it was like, it was it was a beautiful product for its time. And then, you know, to this day, Arkham, Arkham Knight is still a very beautiful game, bro. Even when you play it now, it's like, wow, like, mm-hmm. this, is, this is very top notch. Man, that believes in... And then, and then, you know, Insomniac, you know, stepped into the ring with, you know, with the Spider-Man series. So, like, yes, you know, you know, there are some company gems that really take the leap of faith to really branch out and do something. Even in terms of, um, what's the name of that company that's doing all the beat-em-ups now? Dotemu? Yeah. Look at Mm -hmm. them, bro. Never heard of them in my life. 
But Streets of Rage, Ninja Turtles, I mean, hopefully somebody else, you know, starts to really, you know, reintroduce like other beat-em-ups and things of that nature. But it's just like, yeah, man. And it kind of goes back to like what I was really trying to, you know, when me and Jory was talking about the spinoffs. It's, it's come to the point where like it has to sell so bad to the point where every every new property is a gamble. Mm. Yes, like um, you, and you made a very fair point. Like you know, there is much more leniency when it comes to indies. I I feel because mm-hmm. look at like indies like Journey, um, Abzu, things of that, things of those natures. Like yes, you know they're beautiful travel verse games, and people just loved it because people it was different. Like you just had to just immerse yourself in mm. the universe. Like like yeah, they, yeah. You just you just had to Cuphead, immerse yeah. Cuphead. You just mm. you just you just had to immerse yourself. So like yeah, they were they were great they were great indie projects. Mm-hmm. But then you know everything else is taken so seriously. It's like this has to make sense financial wise. And you know, for example, WB games is a very prime prime thing. Like bro, Mortal Kombat might be their savior. Because everything else is kind of yeah, like to and, to be honest. You know what? It doesn't have to be that way, though. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it does. It. it doesn't have to be that way, but I can foresee, bro. Like, and this is this is my honest guess. They're either going to cancel um, the Suicide Squad game, or they're going to release it and take an L, and knowingly take an L. Yeah, I don't. I don't think they can. I don't think they can cancel they cancel. it. Cancel. But that's. But either way, they know that they're going to take an L. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, they they know that people are still gonna buy it just for the loyalist brand, I would say. Mm-hmm. But numbers, nah. that Batman game. And y'all, y'all take the quarter hour story, a phenomenal story, and do nothing with it. Yeah, yeah, man. I, yeah, bro, uh, that was that was not- that was a huge L, huge. <laughs> Tragic, man. One of the best Batman stories in a long time. So I'm playing. I'm looking at the game. I'm like, yo, if Rocksteady had this, we would be. We would not even be talking right now. Because mm-hmm. we would not even. Somebody, somebody from IGN said this. This is like, oh, this is basically a Ninja Turtles game, or it should have been a Ninja Turtles game. Look, you have the acrobatic leader in blue. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh yeah, you have a science tech savvy person with a baton, Batgirl, which is Donatello. Oh, you have the kind of sort of second in command brute, who just has anger issues, Red Hood and Raphael. And then you have the the young trickster, with all the new gadgets and toys. Oh, Michelangelo and Tim Drake Robin, right? Okay. Wow. And yeah. Still fumbled. <laughs> people, people, I keep, and that's what I kept saying, bro. Like Rocksteady's next property, it should have been a much darker universe, Ninja Turtles, bro. Like, I mean, I mean, I'm still hopeful. Whatever this last run it looks like, but I do feel like Ninja Turtles is in a very great place, bro. Especially after watching that movie, that last one. Their that put- movie was good. Yeah, the movie was good. I did have a uh, some. <sighs> we'll talk about it after. Yeah. Okay. yeah, I didn't watch it. It's, it's dope. Yeah, yeah, I didn't watch it. It's, it's, it's... Yeah. Okay, but then, it, like I said, like yeah, like 
there are certain properties, bro, that is, it, yeah. Because, like, look, for example, even look at this brawler, Nickelodeon. Nick, Nickelodeon um, brawlers, you know, too. I, I, I tip my hat to them. I'm glad that they're trying it again. I'm glad, like, I was, I was like, oh. Because they, they know they shot themselves in the foot, bro. Like, literally, you mean to tell me the first one had no voice acting? Yeah. So it's literally just people just smacking each other? I was like, bro, no. You mean to tell me you made this game for how long? And you had no voice actors, man? Yep. That is wild. I don't, I'd be so amazed at who's at the helm of these decisions. Who? You deserve to fail. Who? You deserve to fail. You deserve to fail. Like, you deserve to perish. Yeah, because nobody's look- having bread and toast anymore. I'm sorry. Look at look at the nonsensical you just say. You're, be- you're giving millions, millions to make nonsensical decisions. Word of advice don't hire a guy from Target who cannot draw, who has no artistic appreciation. Don't hire somebody who does not care about the property. The reason why these games, Spider-Man, Rocksteady, came into the way, Mortal Kombat has a relic still operating with the pieces that he built. Of course it's going to come out good mm-hmm. when you don't tie his hands. It's you true. had people who had a passion for Spider-Man. They always, those people, they found a hundred people that wanted to make a Spider-Man game with the equally burning passion. Yep. You have no choice but to make magic. No, mm-hmm. even 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 with the movie, bro. Like the amount of Easter eggs that are in that movie alone is like, bro. This is one of the most detailed movies I've watched in a. Long it shouldn't time, have worked. <laughs> I was like, it shouldn't have worked based off that scale alone, and it did, was, bro. And it's like it's like you want you have people that want to make these properties. That's what happens. Don't go for the money because you're going to bite yourself in the foot, man. It's, you're going to fail. You know, these people want to make these properties. <laughs> these people wanted to make that um, indie um, Ninja Turtles game. They wanted to. Mm-hmm. It's a like, difference, man. Like, like, look, for example, um, The Last of Us, uh, the show. The only reason why that succeeded, bro, is because you had people who loved the series involved in the production scale from, the be- from its inception Mm-hmm. To the end, bro. And, you know, like, you know, even in terms of, like, speaking about more L's, like, it kind of looks like DC gave up on Multiverse, the the fight, the fighter. So it's... I heard it was coming back, right? Ain't it coming back? What do you They're mean coming, coming back, back Quote, quote. <laughs> okay. No, 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 no. I, I mean, hey, quote, the quote, like, they're, they're not coming back. Oh, they, that, that beta, oh, it's never moving yeah. from beta to release. Yeah. And y'all are yeah. not getting refunds. Sorry, get the lawsuit um, ready. <laughs> yeah, I could have. I could have listened. Like I could have told you where that was gonna go, right? But it didn't. But yeah, that's, yeah. that's what I'm saying. It doesn't have to be. Again, it doesn't have to be that way. You have somehow, some way, you managed to make people care about Arya Stark fighting Batman. I don't know how you guys did it, but there was enough combat mechanics in there for people to be like, "This is actually really cool." And then you do nothing with it. It stays in beta for months. Gets new character drops, everything. It, it, where's the it release just, date? Release date? You know, uh, we're going back to testing. In my mind, there's no way. I, I just don't see them as big as they are as properties. 
overshadowing Super Smash Brothers in any way, shape. Or I don't. I don't think you have to. I mean, I, don't I get think you it. Have to either. I because I get it. There's a lot of people who you know that's going to be their mindset because like look what happened in the PS3 cycle or PlayStation All Stars Battle Royale. To this day, bro, that was a great game to me. It was campy, yes. It was campy, yes, but it was a great game to me. It sold well. The reviews were well. Yes, you know, certain people want a part two, but then I do feel at the end of the day, it proved its point that given the opportunity with the right budget, certain certain properties could do it. They could put together a world. Like, it don't have to make sense. It's just shoot, punch away. I'll agree with you there. And I was never mad at the roster. But like I said, when the game came out and I went over by your house and we was playing it and all that, the fact that you had to super attack to kill your opponent was the stupidest thing you guys ever did. I'm sorry. Okay. You need a you have to have a health bar. It they had to patch Kratos like four times because he just overpowered every because again it, it's a it's if you don't, you could toss them, you could beat them, you could smack them with a sage object. They cannot die unless you hit them with a super attack. It's it doesn't make any sense. And then of course, Kratos, one of his super moves was the the little vortex that he made with the sort yeah. of Olympus that that literally takes up almost the full screen. Exactly, he became unstoppable. <laughs> like, what is what is a big daddy gonna do in that one? What, what can a rapper the rapper do when Kratos gets the, gets the cooking? For me, yeah. <laughs> For me, that's a testament to these guys not understanding what it is they're trying to mimic. Because to me, I think this is what people like. I think. So, to make it different, let's have them only make specials to kill their opponent. Yeah, I mean, I swear, because like, they prove to me they don't understand the property, man. Like you, like no, you have to kill these guys. Like, they have to die. Look, yeah. what, look, look what Square Enix did with the city, bro. Like Anthony, I remember you when you pulled me to the side and you raved about that game, bro. To this day, it's great. They for them the way they fumbled that home console version. It, it goes back to our point. It's like somebody somewhere missed the point of how the city is supposed to work. They missed the entire point. I was like, oh, they just want to take uh, all these iconic Final Fantasy characters and have them play Super Smash Bros. style. No, 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 no. There was a combat mechanics. There was a break system. There was a limit break system, a summoning system. That's what made that game amazing. It was seeing these characters in high definition for the first time, in real time for the first time. No one's taking turns whacking each other with a bat and waiting to get killed. And it's your iconic characters. It's like... What happens when Cloud and Squall actually have a conversation, the two moody emo, e- emo characters? What happens when another character runs into Sephiroth? You know, like, it, it took the, the, the franchise as, like, a love letter and, and answered those questions that they had seen fans of the, uh, longtime fans of the franchise, you know, ask themselves, what happens when this person clashes with that person? Versus the city where it's like... Multiverse Final Fantasy. Yeah, but done right. But done right. Done right. And then the console version is like, hey, you guys want to do, again, Super Smash Brothers, but, you know, behind the shoulder instead of on a flat screen. And all those mechanics in the PSP are just gone. No. No, I don't, actually. I, I just want to play this. <laughs> I'll just pick up my PSP. It's fine. 
I, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I need to I need to do a deep dive into decision making and to how they come up to these almost like they they make so much sense. They make absolutely no sense, man. I, I just have to see what's the thinking process, who's a part of the staff, what are these people, these investors saying, and what do these investors think that a game is? Right. And who is the you person? Know, where, I, why is there no one there to say no? <laughs> you know, like yeah, and no. I, I believe, I believe a hundred percent. These guys never take responsibility for their losses. Mm. You know, I just feel like there's a culture there, kind of like there's a culture of when people hit a certain uh, tax bracket, they kind of just lose touch with reality. Mm. I really believe that that's what because it. it it has to be such a flaw to allow something. It has to be such, like a, such a character flaw or stigma to block your mind from actually thinking logically mm-hmm. and actually under, trying to understand. It's like that guy who plays games all the time and doesn't socialize. And when he mm-hmm. tells a joke and expects nobody to laugh, mm-hmm. expects somebody to laugh, or he goes to talk to a girl, I said hi. I was nice and polite. Why didn't she like me? Like, like you're going about <laughs> this. In a different matter, bro. You're missing certain you see, crucial you, context yeah, cues. <laughs> I mean, have you have you have you put on deodorant? Yeah. Have you shaved your beard? Yeah. You worked out. Look at your hygiene. It hey, could be. It, it hey, could. Hey, certain women like it scruffy, bro. Oh no, like, no, you, you, no, no, you, no, fine. you, no, fine. no, no, they fine. do like it scruffy. Don't get me wrong. They like scruffy. No, I'm just. They don't like. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? <laughs> Homeless. No, no, but but but, but no, but uh, you can you can talk to Tim and you can just tell that's that's just his style. It's a style. It's a it's, it's a, a conscious decision. He's, he's not un- okay. Yeah, yeah. Tim is not unaware of making the scruffy decision. It's not like if, you know if, if you told Tim, hey Tim, you got you got the scruff. He's like scruff. What scruff? What do you mean? That's how I look every day. <laughs> uh, you can go to you can go to Tim's closet and then not not to, ha- to have him with a mustard shirt on, with mustard on his shirt <laughs> and, and pizza crumbs. You you know mm-hmm. like you you would you you know you With just the Dragon Ball Z button you up. <laughs> you can see his posture, how he greets you, how he talks. You yeah you he would be someone. Oh okay, he just you know he has more of a a, a natural, uh, simple tone, a more uh, a mellow approach to his style, and it'll make its point mm-hmm. easily. Sorry for, the, sorry for the tangent, everybody. <laughs> no, 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 no. You're, you're good, good. You're good. You're good. But I'm just is is that that's these decision making, man. I'm just I'll be I'll be I'll be I'll be so baffled, man. Yeah, you just gotta like, tie like, it back in. It it's it is it's it's the I think, you know, uh, um bringing up Rocksteady and Insomniac were great points on both of you guys, and because they especially Insomniac, especially Insomniac, they haven't lost sight of what made even some mediocre Spider-Man games great, right? So you look at some of the mechanics they pulled from. There's not, to be fair, especially with the first Spider-Man, there's not really a lot of mechanics that were, I would say, brands making new to the Spider-Man franchise. They took a lot of the really good ideas that maybe weren't fleshed out the best, you know, from different games. Even the Amazing Spider-Man game, which was terrible, had a really cool, like, um, web zipping mechanic that they took and improved upon. I'm still waiting and praying and hoping that they borrow a little bit more inspiration from the combat system from Web of Shadows, but it shows to me that, like Jory said, like there's a passion and a focus there of like we know what has to be in a Spider-Man game. 
He can't swing from the clouds. He can't, you know, ballerina through the air. He needs to attach a web to a building. He needs to have wall running mechanics. He has to have a Spider-Sense dodge. He can't not have it. These have to be in the Spider-Man game. And I think with some of these other companies, it's just like you can't, you don't have to, you don't have to beat Super Smash Brothers. But you realize that, yes, there's a gap between games that only release a Smash Brothers every console cycle. Hey, they need a health bar. It can't just be super moves. Hey, they need voice acting. Part of the reason why you're selling this game is nostalgia. The Ninja Turtles speak. That was part of the gimmick. Teenagers as turtles. <laughs> you know, like, you, they have to say words. Helga Bataki. So you mean <laughs> tell me Helga don't talk. When she punch it, when she punching cat dog in the face, okay. Otto, Otto doesn't. You can't hear his slang, okay. And I'm supposed to buy this. Yeah, that's crazy. That's part crazy. of Rocket Power was the conversation. You know, part of Raymundo. <laughs> None of that. None of that. Kid. Yeah, it's it's that, it's. That's what I'm no saying. Like, there's, there's certain things where it's like you guys realize this is not even you being different. You're missing key components of what, of what makes, makes you a game unique. And that's what. And to tie it all back together for a move on, that's also what's missing from NBA 2K24. You're missing what makes this a sports game. I I don't buy a game so I can buy virtual Jordans for my creative player. I don't even do creative player to buy these things. I play creative player because we all had hoop dreams, but then realized we weren't going to shoot past six foot and had to figure out a different way. So, (laughs) you know, I can only dunk on LeBron virtually. Don't make me pay to do it. That's it. And it's only a matter of time before somebody gets the idea to make a free to play NBA street, Mm. NFL street. And that game is going to be the most basic fun you'll ever have, right? Imagine your your entire football field is a city. And you got a whole bunch of players just trying to tackle each other. Yeah. Imagine that, you know? So it's different only stadiums, time, man. interesting ideas. Yeah. Look at what they're doing with kickball. There's a free-to-play kickball game that's actually very fun. I can believe it. Um, yeah. There's a lot of uh, um, indie RPGs this year that are starting to do very well, apparently. Um, a lot of that kind of uh, borrowed from that Legend of the Dragoons, Brave Fencer Musashi era of bro, games that have just been kind of bro, forgotten about. Bro, bro, PlayStation One era RPGs to this day have some of the most in-depth concepts that you could think of, bro. Legend of Dragoon, um, Jay Cocoon. Uh, yeah. Oh, um, mm-hmm. Mega Man Legends One, bro. Like to this day, is like. That's still even though best. it's like a, it's an RPG light, but it yeah. is, yeah. But to this day, but it's like, bro, that is still one of the most best Mega Man games ever, ever. And then you know, two two advance on some good things, but it's just limbo. Man, those are games you didn't know you needed. Yeah, bro. That yeah. that was the appeal. Whenever, that whenever, was the appeal. Whenever, whenever you get a game you didn't know you needed, everything starts to synchronize. <laughs> it makes sense, man. Yeah. It's crazy. And it, it it works because if, for whatever reason, it wasn't your cup of tea, right? Let's say you're a diehard Mega Man fan and the top-down, semi-open world of Mega Man Legends didn't work. They're still making side-scrolling Mega Man games. You're not losing. and it's not, one, it's not one thing or nothing, right? You still have the option to kind of 
dip your toes into both pools for the genre, you know, and, and, and still see the love in both. Right. You could tell the, there was a love for lore in Mega Man Legends and there's a love for lore in the Mega Man games. And it both just jump out the gym in terms of sales. Um, but I, I don't know that that's yes. I do apologize to listeners for the tangent, but I, I just think it's, it's, we're in a kind of a weird space when it comes to how games are being structured. And I think the sports genre is being hit the worst with it currently. And I don't, I can't foresee a, um, a Renaissance era of it anytime soon. Um, so that's all I really had, uh, topic wise. That's all we really had topic wise in terms of games, uh, for this week. Uh, now moving into the anime side of things for our discussion. Uh, I did have it in the group chat. And to be transparent, Jory, I still have not watched um, the reboot of Aroni Kenshin. Um, but I did see a video kind of breaking down how the first episodes have been um, received so far. And how much more accurate it is to the original story. And one of the things that got brought up in that discussion that I found very interesting is that Despite it being more accurate, despite it being um, more stylized and, and um, animated well, and um, even embracing the new design, quote-unquote, that uh, uh, Kenshin has, um, based on some of the, the newer drawings of him by the author, uh, it doesn't have an English dub as of right now. It's only in Japanese. Mm. There's been no announcement of an English dub. And one of the things that was noted in the video is like they they theorize that maybe it might have something to do with the controversy surrounding that series of, you know, we, we all know as people who grew up during the great anime era, the, the, the West does dictate the success of certain anime. Your anime is only going to go so far if it doesn't blow up in the U.S. and the U.K. And I'm not saying we're the make or break and everything. There's a lot of Japanese exclusive anime and properties that do very well in, in Japan. But, you know, Dragon Ball Z doesn't become Dragon Ball Z with, without America. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just one of those things. Um, part of the reason why Rurouni Kenshin is so well-loved is because it came to Toonami. So, yep. you know, so the thing with this is, you know, for those who don't know, Rurouni Kenshin, the author, I want to say this was like three years ago, four years ago, um, was arrested briefly um, for having copious amounts of child pornography in his possession um, to the point that the police at one point thought that he was a distributor of child pornography. That's how much child pornography he had. Now there's, you know, there's some controversy as well as to how he managed to beat the charges and not be in prison for the rest of his life. But long story less long, he's not in jail. Um, I think he got fined pretty heavily and he's still currently riding more Rurouni Kenshin. And the reason why I brought it up is, is, is I wanted to ask you guys, one, how do you feel about that in terms of do you feel like it will hurt the overall legacy and impact and um, reach of this reboot? And is there a scenario in which you think an anime, uh, even though it comes from a different cultural background, can beat the charges? Um, you know, can, can we separate the art from the artist when it comes to um, anime and manga? For me, no. I felt they should have cut ties with them. Because, mm-hmm. um, like, for example, uh, look, there was an issue with um, a guy um, in, a company, in the company over Skullgirls where, you know, he was causing, like, a lot of workplace environment issues, like harassment, things of that nature, and they cut him out. They, they got rid of him. 
And, you know, they, they continued the Skullgirls product without him. And I feel like that's what continues the integrity. But then, you mm. know, of course, with this dude, you know, it's, it's a different story. But mm-hmm. then that's why I do feel like, you know, you know, cut ties with him, yes. You know, keep the intellectual property, which is the product, but find new writers. Um, you know, we, you know, we've seen lately, uh, and, you know, somebody posted this on Twitter the other day. It was like four different anime st- animation styles of the Goku and Vegeta fight. And I was like, you know what? That just proves that, yes, somebody else could take the mantle. Um, even like, you know, with this, uh, with these, you no know, these Pokemon shorts, yes, it still has the spirit of Pokemon, but of course it's an entirely different team doing the animation, the drawing and aspects of that nature. So like, yes, like the dude, he's a creep. Mm. He's a creep. Cut ties with him. Cut ties with him because yes, like, especially as I say, as it transcends over to the West, that is going to be a major factor. Mm-hmm. That is a major. That's that's going to be a major factor. I was like, oh, he did what? Wait, what? Mm-hmm. Nah. Oh, yep. he's still involved with the project. Nah. Mm-hmm. And as much as some of our politicians' actions would tell you otherwise, most of the West still don't rock with that underage foolishness. <laughs> but <laughs> I, I'm with you, uh, Dory. I know this is obviously Rowena Kenshin uh, hits closer to home for you than us. So, what do you think? Do you feel like it, it's is it, uh, you know, can you still step in the name of love if, if, if the author's R. Kelly? I mean, it's, <laughs> oh, man, it's hard, man, because that was the manga that, 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 I think I got a hold of that manga when I was in the seventh grade. Mm-hmm. And that's when I realized that's why I, I didn't like American comics anymore mm. because everything that the manga did felt like it was moving motion picture. Mm-hmm. It was, it was literally moving the movement, the speed. I can feel everything with still images. It birthed me. Um, when I found out the allegations, you know, I didn't want to believe it. I thought, you know, people were just doing what people do. Yeah. Then the official report came out from uh Viz Media and then uh yeah man um I I, I yeah I mean if they released it I don't make I think it will still get um I think people will still watch it it won't not a lot of people will watch it hmm. I think it'll still be people will be like yo uh, some people will be like well you know I like your only Kenshin and then, you know, so I'm still watching. Some people are going to be like, now me, I had to see what I, artistic wise, what was what some of the decisions that we're going to make as a, you know, a studio. Mm-hmm. So I can remove myself to a degree, um, to a degree, um, to just see, like, just, just look at the, just to see you're in the kitchen, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, man. I still haven't. Fully made a decision, man, because it's just like this is this 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 is the book that taught me how to draw mm-hmm. the way it did. Mm-hmm. It taught me how to do the speed lines. I didn't have any YouTube tutorials. I didn't have any. I could show you how beat up my book is. You know, I didn't know how to do impact. I didn't know how to do any of that stuff. So, um, 
of course, you know, the, the artist is, you know, it's just, um, the artist, I'm not going to continue to, like, the artist is, you know, just go ahead to me say. No, say it with your chest, bro. That's what yeah. I was about to tell you. Say it, just say it. Yeah. Just say it. Just yeah. say it. Yeah. You, know, the artist is, you know, just like, I don't, I mean, I'm just, it just, for me, it's like, I ask more questions. How do you get to that? place where that's what you want to to, well, to be honest mm-hmm. well, to be honest bro you never know people life man you never this know is, this is true you, you this never is know. true how do you get to that place to where like you want to you know i i just i'm you know i don't know i don't understand yeah you know, me being a teacher myself now uh teaching at the cultural arts center you don't even think that way, man. You just, you, it, for me, it's more like an op, it's sort of an adventure when you look at children in a way, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just fun. Like people are just living. the kids, the kids don't know the world. They just want to uh, be alive. And it's like, man, and you, you, you get like, you actually care, oh, man, it, uh, for me, there's been more revelation now that I'm uh, now that I'm reflecting on it. Uh, mm. Being someone who who works there in 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 a system like that, those are your kids, man. Mm-hmm. Whether you like it or not, mm-hmm. man. You're a surrogate, surrogate. Um, you're a surrogate parent. Even yeah. the kids that you don't like, you have to make leave sure it, like you're yeah, to leave an impact on them and guide yeah, them. But you're not you being, can. yeah, you're not being. So I don't know, man. Um, yeah. I haven't really bought or not bought in or like just kind of like not really um, as I don't like your only kitchen as much as I used to because of that. Yeah, it's not, you know, it's not my pride and joy. But if I'm going to give you a, from a, a teachers uh, for a good, a good piece of someone who does give you tips. Of, oh, this this manga does a good job at objectively. This manga does a good job at all. Doing this, this nigga does a good job at doing that. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Um, R. Kelly got slaps. That it is what it is. Yeah, the world's yeah. greatest is um, the world's greatest. What do you want me to say? The initial yeah, exists. The, even, I don't know what to tell I, you. And I, I think that I think that Boondocks episode was so on deep. on point. Yeah, on point it was so mm-hmm. deep because man, there was there, like you know I'm not gonna go say too much, but like the music sometimes you don't you catch yourself singing it in the shower. Yeah, you'll, you'll get to the mid verse and you'll stop and you'll be like, uh, uh, but you know, and you ask yourself, well, you know, uh, the mute like Bobby Womack. <laughs> I don't know most, if you know his story. Oh, no, most of their stories. <laughs> you know, <laughs> most Bobby of the Womack. Story. You know, like I don't know, bro. Yeah, it's um, I don't have the answers, man. I know, I know, like you know, with with homie, I took cut ties with him. You know, like this, you 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 can't be redeemed, man. Yeah, it's not no Game of Thrones arc where you could get rewritten. No, you're saying like your redemption is 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 you being written out. Of yeah, existence, you know, it's. Um, I I'll go if you oh, if you if you're good. Yeah. Uh, no, nah, it no, it's 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 um it's it it hurts because like I could pull up, I could show you how beat up. <laughs> This literally created my future, man. Mm. I got this good because of the storylines and the arcs and 
and whatnot. You know, look at how beat up this manga is. It's not because I care about the, like I read this manga. It's like a tool for me to learn. You know, mm-hmm. it birthed me, man. So yeah, you almost now don't want to find out about anything anymore about your favorite. Oh ig- no! Anything. The older you, you get, just... the more you realize ignorance is bliss. Is is truly the truth. The less you know about things. Look at our favorite artist of all time. Jeez. And he wallet. Now he back from Italy. Jeez. For life. Um, so I don't know. Talk somebody talk to me. Help yeah, me no, rationalize I, I, or yeah, I, I, yeah. like I said, I was closer Go to ahead. you. I, I have plenty to say. Um for me it's it, it does get a little bit tricky because I'm also very self aware of certain things in which, you know, we all we're all hypocrites to a certain degree, right? We all have things that uh, either we struggle with or indulge in or, or have a hard time with that um, other people may not uh, hold in the best light, right? So I'd, I'd never want to approach these things as the moral police. I know for me personally, I have always taken things that involve children in any form or fashion very, very, very seriously. Um, fortunately, I have been privileged and blessed enough to not have had any uh, traumatic child experiences. Um, I believe, to the best of my recollection, like my innocence of being a kid was was intact for as long as as I, as I was a child. I don't have, you know, any traumatic stories uh, that like trigger me uh, when I hear about things involving kids. But it's also part of the reason why, at least for me, I have a hard time uh, separating art from artists in that case in particular because I do believe. Being a kid is such a crucial and cherished time in someone's life. I'm not saying that as an adult, you can't heal from certain things that happen to you, especially at the hands of another adult or being exposed to things that, you know, adults expose kids to. But, you know, as we all sort through our 30s, right, and and being the millennials and having such a, a culturally blessed era of childhood of the anime we were introduced to, the games we were introduced to, the TV we were watching, the cartoons we got to see, right? To be able to uh, have seen that through such a pure and innocent lens is something that we all reflect on to this day, right? That's why nostalgia is so powerful. Like, there was a time where things were just simpler and more pure. So when I hear situations of, you know, the R. Kelly's um, with the underage girls or, you know, the author of A Running Kitchen being caught with child pornography, it, it... it upsets me in a different way because it's like you did not have enough respect for these kids. And then of course he wasn't caught with kids in, in the case of the author, but like you didn't have enough respect for this time, this crucial time in, in someone's life that you couldn't see how disgusting this is. You know, it, it, it's a hard thing of like, I can't, you know, I don't even want to give like a comparison of what I could look over, but like it's one of those things where like I have such a hard time disconnecting from it because it's like, why would you even engage in this? Right? So we we joked a lot of times about seven deadly sins, but part of the reason why I never really got into it is because some of the things uh when it came to Meliodas and his relationship and then Bond and his relationship, I just wasn't comfortable with. I yes, I get it. I understand. <laughs> In both cases, you know I, feel about <laughs> I know, right? But like in both cases, I, I get the, the legalities of it, right? It's like she's a reincarnation of his long lost wife. She's technically hundreds of years old. In Bond's case, his girl, she's technically hundreds of years old, but they're depicted as children 
or they're depicted as a 15 year old girl, 12 year old girl. It's like, why, why would you even do this? Why would you even do this? Make them an adult. They're an adult. I, it's not funny to me. I, I don't find the humor in, in these underage. I'm a walk the line with this depiction. So, you know, for as much of I, as I've come to appreciate the series of Roni Kenshin, um, late into my teen years and as an adult, it is kind of like the R. Kelly effect all over again. Like, I cannot see past what's supporting you when I do, when I take I in, a, in your art. And I was a kid when this, when I got Yoroni Kenshin. Mm-hmm. Kid, 14 years old, 13 years old, like, no, 13 years old when I got a hold of my Yoroni Kenshin novel. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh my gosh, oh my God. Um, and you know it's so crazy. There's no hints of that through through the at the all. It's mm-hmm. nothing crazy at all. There's no, there's no, you know. Like, Which goes to Tim's point. Like you don't really know people. You don't really know people's lives. But yeah. sorry, go ahead. Yeah. Um. No, nah, I mean, yeah. It's, um. I you know there was times where when it happened when he got charged and you know I think you broke the news to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. It was just like. <laughs> like I like my is my trainer, mm-hmm. and he trained Oda. <laughs> he trained a lot of people, you know, it's a, whether it be directly or indirectly. People, indirectly, and, and and you know, I fall under that. Um, yeah, man. So I um back to you know, it being received well. I think people will still check it out, and um, if you know, if he doesn't have any more involvement in it, I think people will give it a, a chance. Mm-hmm. Because he, you know, as long as you know if they cut ties with it, um, but if he's still involved, um, I don't think Yoni Kitchen itself is um, is like Yoni Kitchen in itself as a property as a manga is not. It doesn't hint anything of it. Like if it was something more like Seven Deadly Sins, I'd like yeah, throw the whole thing away because mm-hmm. you know the intent is bleeding out into the characters. Yeah. But with but you you know but your only Kenshin doesn't hint that at all. It's actually a very you know it's actually if you didn't add it, it's a decent romance story, you know, mm-hmm. or a decent redemption story of um, uh, the samurai who refuses to kill. It's a, it's a very very good story, and um, if you know he has no more involvement in it, um, then I think it'll be I think it'll it, it'll fare. I think if, if they release a statement, you know, due to da 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 da, we understand we've cut ties. We still would um, continue the property of Yoni Kenshin because of factors mm. that we see that does not harm or uh, glue itself to the art author. And because of this, we'll continue with the property. We're going to give it to the hands of someone who will do the property justice. I think it'll do fine. Um, that's how I came in going into this, mm-hmm. you know, watching it. Cause I just wanted to see what they will do, what choices they'll make. Um, it's, it's missing in my opinion, some of the edge of the original manga. Uh, I mean, original anime, there were certain directional choices, stylistic choices that I thought were perfect for that, um, anime. And I, I, if they, if that translated and it had a slower pace, mm-hmm. This one seems to be just nothing. It doesn't have the uh, effect as the other one. I felt like the other effect built up tension better. 
But that could just be well, a, a result of, of how anime has evolved. Like, you know, the, yeah. the, the days of six episodes of Goku and Vegeta and Namek are over. No, but Attack on Titan has tension that it builds up within episodes, and they execute it very well at certain, t- certain times. Have you rewatched it recently? Attack on Titan? Yeah. I can you maybe think, think so. I, I can maybe so. think of two, three episodes where absolutely nothing happens in all the seasons ever aired. There's oh no! Always well, that's that's happening. that's just. There's always something where you talk. Well, like that is story driven. You know what I'm saying? But when <laughs> it's when it's time for the tension to be wrapped up, it's there. On a, on um, Aaron talking to uh, Falco. Aaron <laughs> talking to Falco. Yeah, tension. <laughs> With Rainer there, tension. Um, the episode where Kenshin fights Jin E. In the episode, Jenny puts a spell on um, on Miss Karu, and she's dying. And he's like, "Yo, Kenshin, you could easily, easily save her. Just turn back into the Batosai. You see, and then that was felt in the original. It wasn't so much felt in this in this episode. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's just like you guys, you guys watch it yourself. You watch the original." And then you watch the um, watch the new anime that recently dropped. Tim, <laughs> you won't see the uh, yeah. Um, He's like even Bubble Leg. Um, I can feel the I can feel the support, and I can't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Tim, you were gonna say something about the animation? Um, no, nah, uh, you you kind of cleared up my point. Uh, oh. You said the same thing. Like even just like how anime has evolved, or just like even like the current climate of we are in, just in terms of developing a story now, these days, things things have changed, man. Things really have changed, truly. Yeah, I have a friend who uh, who can't she she can't get into Full Metal Alchemist because of how slow it starts, and I'm like, if you only knew the amazing story that awaits for you, if you just continue to watch Brotherhood, and she's just like, no, it just starts off slow because. I kind of introduced her into anime and I used Attack on Titan, but Attack on Titan episode one, <laughs> you know, the, the whole entire town gets massacred and the main character's mom gets eaten in front of him. How do I, how do I compare I think, that? <laughs> I think that has to do with, with someone who just needs to develop uh, a better, um, a more wide range of, um, to be honest with you, because if you watch a, a film overseas, like a BCC show, that is a slow paced, but the tension in the payoff, and I think I think that's just for me. Uh, I mean, I'm gonna go there, and I don't have a problem with it because I'm I'm prepared to um, pull out my sword against the person, whoever wants to, whoever wants to go there. But I think you need to develop more of a broader range of, of, of you just have to develop more of a broader range. Expand your palette. <laughs> yeah, expand the palette. Like I, I'm not in the dramas. I'm not in the dramas, but. There was a time where I was like, yo, I'm tired of an action film. Mm. And then I realized and I was able to appreciate a slower paced film. I was able to appreciate why people keep saying, oh, my gosh, Jory, this director, Alfred Hitchcock, is amazing. Now I see why he's amazing. To see what he did as a filmmaker, to have no cuts with the equipment that he had. Mm-hmm. Applause. Yeah, it's kind of similar to like how modern I would say I would say this second era of modern Marvel fans now after basically the whole thing with Thanos. A lot of people there was a lot of people who started the series from there 
and then everybody wants this Infinity War Endgame mm. type of rollout for every single Marvel property. Because, you know, especially, you know, when they were doing the shows, a lot of people were like, oh, this one suck. This one suck. This one suck, too. It's like, what are they doing? It's like, yes, like, you know, there is a bit of Endgame burnout in it. But then, you know, there are certain things. Well, have you even researched the property of this particular character? Like, for example, people were like, oh, why is She-Hulk so corny? I was like, bro, have you read She-Hulk, the comic? It's a sitcom. Mm-hmm. It's, it's So all of this stuff, especially with modern-day elements, and, you know, we'll say it out loud, the Meg Thee Stallion connection. Oh. <laughs> on brand. On brand. <laughs> on, on, on brand. And then that episode did crazy numbers. Mm-hmm. Just for those two cameos, did numbers. It was it was on brand. It was it was on brand. She Hulk was on brand. Yeah, Loki was the one, the the best one in terms of story depth, and that's hence why it's getting a season two. Yes, Falcon and Winter Soldier. It was okay. It was okay. It started off it great. It started off good. It started it off just really the good. Villain, the villain could not convince me. Yeah, they did. They Disney fight him. That's what I yes. said. Yeah, even I, even, just... even the same thing would happen, you know, and this really hurt my soul. What they did to Kingpin and Hawkeye, they Disney-fied him. They Disney-fied my boy so hard. And it was just... I don't know who it, that character it, was. It, <laughs> it, hurt, it, it, it hurt so bad to see that, bro. Like, wow. they, they literally, Such a great actor. They literally An amazing actor. A, Squandered. Squandered. It's like they literally turned this this series into just a holiday Christmas special. I was like, wow. Wow. Yeah. So yeah, like I said, expand your palette, bro, because you know, look at the look at the movies now that they made. To be honest, the best I would say phase five. Uh no, we're on no, we're in phase four. For, oh, from Marvel? We're still in we're still in we're at nearing the end of four. We haven't hit five yet. Okay. Yeah, so four, the best film so far for four is Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Which is... Because uh, technically, cause technically Wakanda Forever. But then technically Wakanda Forever was the end of the last phase. That's not a good so thing. It was the... Wakanda Forever was... was I, I, I'm, I, I ain't like it, man. It was good. It was good enough. No. I, I appreciated certain elements of it. Um, but yeah, like a, to get back on topic, man, it just, you got to really expand, you got to expand your palette and you also got to do some research, bro. Like do some research. Yeah. Like, do you even know what this movie is about? Do you even know who these characters are? And we're not telling you to go into a deep dive into the multiverse of comics. We're not telling you to do that. It's just like brush up, brush up on some stuff, bro. Like yeah. and, and it would really, and it would help out so much. Like the first time I saw um, Dune, the, the latest iteration, you know, this is a this is a film, this is a show that my godfather talked about so much when I was a child. He is like, no, the reason why Star Wars exists is because of this film series here. George mm-hmm. Lucas tried to make something to combat this. So yeah, when I watched the first movie, graphically, cinematically, it's a masterpiece. But I did not know what the hell was going on in the story until I came across this five-minute YouTube clip, which basically told me it is Game of Thrones in space. I watched it fully, and I said, 
now I know everything. Mm. So I'm going into part two. Hit me. I'm just like cinema. And <laughs> you know, there's not a lot going on in that film, but when you know a movie's good, it's okay. I love that movie. Love that movie. Because for me, I'm a, um, when you have visual set pieces that have expansion and this, I, they can convince me that I'm there. Let oh. let go. Let go. But to this day, that scene still lives in my head. That quote, that quote that he said about life, like about is a blight is literally just a process. Like he was literally fighting the currents of the wind, which was tearing the ship apart, and all he had to do was let go. And then they survived a cyclone by doing nothing. Survived a storm, a desert storm by doing nothing. Yep, man. Um, yeah, I, I, I mean, I think that's that's the. To bring it full circle, I think that's the the beauty of, you know, the diversity in which these genres that we consume offer, right? Of of when I think of, for example, like Death Note, it's it's a murder mystery in which you know who the killer is from episode one, and it's one of the most tense things you will ever watch. Look at Yu Gi Oh. Yu Gi Oh is another prime example. We can't we can't forget about the intensity that Yu Gi Oh brought. And I didn't look look like you got to understand. That's why I, I, I never accept somebody, oh, it's too slow. It's too this. It's too that. I said, no, you just need to grow. You need to grow. T- till this day, I, 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 I go on Yahoo to try to find that, that picture from the commercial when Joey was mind controlled. And that is just that grim look on Joey Wheeler's face. And he pulls out a card against his own friend. Till this day, mm. I cannot find that image on Google. Till this day, man, and it lives, man. and that li- that scene from that commercial, like from that scene to the commercial break for Kids mm. WB, it lives in my head so much, bro. Man, it, it's just it's the different storytelling. It's it, as a kid, right? As a kid, uh, we're going on a super tangent, but it's fine. As a kid, it's like you you think of Duelist Kingdom, and as a, I remember distinctly as a kid, I'm like I hated. I thought Kaiba was the worst character in the world when he stood on top of that tower and it's like, if you want to beat me, you have to blow me off of this tower. I'm like, you're such oh, a cheater. Like, man. take your L. Stop being a loser. Oh my I'm gosh. like, you, you can't you? beat Yugi. But as Yelling I got at old, the screen, dog. Yeah, but <laughs> but as I got older, I'm like, Yelling man. At the screen. I'm like, what a conflict. It's like your only living relative is your little brother who is being held ransom by your your company's competitor. And then on the other side, Yugi's only relative is his grandfather whose soul is snatched. There's a, a huskless corpse back at the game shop that he's trying to rescue. And Yami's only objective is to help Yugi get his granddad back. I'm like, this this is tension. But you know, like I I, I can't explain that to somebody like, oh, let's look at these monsters and these cars. Oh, a blue eyes white dragon. What is that? Oh, it's like, no, no. I have no idea. <laughs> To go to go no idea. to go deeper into that, there's always there's there's um there's big theory as to why Goku told Krillin to let Vegeta go. It's because Goku realized, you know, especially when he met Raditz, um, Nappa, and Vegeta, he is no longer alone in the universe. And and look what happened: Raditz is dead, Nappa is dead. So while he's the only person 
that I have a connection to in terms of culture. And that's where he started to get curious about his culture. It's like, wow, the one person who introduced my identity to me is my enemy. Hmm. I could take it. I could take it. That's deep. Yeah. So that's what, that's deep. Because people are saying that it was that curiosity is like, I want to know more and I can know more by actually fighting you. So that's why Mm. he let him go. And why Goku gave go um um sell the sensu bean. No, that was just because he no, believed in Gohan. No, that was just dumb. That was just dumb. Because <laughs> no. he believed in Gohan. No, no, I'm gonna say like dumb. it's I don't know. I, I, I'm kind of with Jory Tim. It, it's 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 you know it's it's overly simplistic. No, we Ball. we look we we looking at this like like nine year old head. Just like plot you feel plot. me? I hate Kaiba. You feel me? No, like it's plot, it's plot on the it's just plot nah, armor. Nah, nah, I, I, I would take that. It was just Madara level plot armor. That's all it was. <laughs> it it don't it it don't, it don't make sense. It's just here for the okay. show. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, all right. I think we, I think we kind of uh, uh, hit hit the the basis of of my question. Um and and to to kind of end this pod on a, on a lighter note. Obviously, we kind of shift the topics towards a lighter note anyway, but. You know, for the last segment of this week's pod, I did ask you guys to um, pick at least, you know, because, you know, we want to embrace the diversity, you know, that we have on this pod. The things that help us stand out even more in the things that we offer to our listeners and our viewers. And, you know, I wanted to embrace the moments of uh, specifically black characters in anime that, that left an impression on you. And the reason why I say that is, as I was thinking back um, just over the anime that we're that we're all watched and consuming or currently consuming, uh, it's not that I, I I place emphasis on Japanese culture to uh, showcase Black culture. Like obviously, I wouldn't put that expectation on them. But growing up, we had such little representation of our own that we claimed Piccolo as Black. Like he had to be our Black character, right? Because otherwise, every other depiction in Dragon Ball was just <laughs> maybe not the greatest. Um, uh, showcasing of ourselves, uh, and uh, yeah. even in our in our main series that we kind of grew up watching, there just wasn't a lot of representation of like this is a true and blue black person, you know, um, a person who embraces that 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 uh, that cultural background. Uh, and of course, we're seeing more of it now, right? But it, I'm sure, like as you guys have like reflected back, I'm sure there's other characters that have sat with you in terms of wow, what a what a refreshing surprise in this genre to see this black character do all these things and not be a caricature. Uh, so I'll start. I'll start. For me, and I think I've said this to – I've actually said this to both of you guys at, at certain points. For as many characters that have been introduced over the years that are black, the one that really sat with me, and I guess in, a, in an envelope setting, was the Rikage from Naruto. Mm. Um. Because, you know, at that point we had seen Bleach, right? Tosin, I think Tosin is actually a really cool design. I like that he's a blind black samurai. Like, that, that's really cool, right, in the Bleach universe. But it was something about the Rikage, Killer B, the hidden cloud village, where it's like it almost walked this fine line of stereotypes, right? Killer B is a rapper, right? The Rikage is basically a professional wrestler. And, you know, we all know what the SmackDown era did to us as kids, right? <laughs> like, black people in wrestling go hand in hand. <laughs> um, uh, but just to see such a 
again, it wasn't it wasn't character caricature, right? They weren't parody characters. Um, to see the level of of design, like the Rakage's braids, right, the way it was done, uh, the fact that they were, you know, they kind of stayed out of everybody's way, but there was such a technologically advanced village to the point that even in the in the last movie, they're the ones that designed the chakra laser to blow up the moon. It's their village that makes that weapon, right? It would have been, you know, like it would have been easy, easy, right, in terms of character writing to have Sasuke with his brand new eyes walk all over Killer B, only for the exact opposite to happen. It would have been easy with Sasuke and the power of darkness to show up at the Kage summit and just start bodying people and to see the Rakage powerbomb them, cross chop them in the throat, even with the Amaterasu shield. It's like, bro, like you're, you're just seeing, even Omoe when they go to, uh, when uh, Naruto asks for Sasuke's forgiveness and he just bodies Sakura and Sai on sight, him, the, him and uh, Chody's future wife, when they just pull up and just start giving them the hands. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You know, Diary being able didn't to... Didn't know we needed it. Didn't know we needed it. Diary outsmarting uh, Ginkaku Bro. and Kinkaku. Just just these these black, unapologetically black characters that just, just were just great. They were just great. They weren't, they weren't swept aside. They weren't um, incompetent. They weren't undercooked. There was just the right amount of characterization of like, wow. So they can do black characters, right? <laughs> you know, that, was my, that was my take. Like, wow. It can be done man. in a way that leaves an oh, impact. Man. So that was my pick. It would be the Rakage from Naruto. Oh, <laughs> Go ahead, Dory. That, that brought Naruto, I had to I have to say it, that mm-hmm. brought Naruto to another level to me, man. And it's not that I, I needed that to happen. Right. But when it did happen, it was like, yo, it's not nothing. Mm-hmm. It's not nothing, you know? It's not nothing. It's saying something. I was like, yo, man, I said, okay. When I saw Killer B, they was telling me, I, I had my home my friend come over. His name was uh his name David. He came. He said, Joey, man, you know, he's Spanish. He said, Joey, you got to see this. I was like, okay, what are you talking about? He was showing me the manga. And I was like, I said, because he was talking about this guy for weeks. And I wasn't reading the manga. He was talking about this guy for weeks. He was even drawing. He said, this character is amazing. I said, I said, what are you talking about? He can rap, he can rap. So he can rap, okay. <laughs> then I finally saw it. I was like, whoa. Then they showed me a whole village? Oh, man. Wonders. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, my character that I really I would go I would I would go since you already took that one. I, there's no need to um, expand. I want to have more variety. I liked Ogun from Fire Force. I haven't seen Fire Force, so but go ahead. Yeah, I like I happen to really like Fire Force. Mm-hmm. Ogun from Fire Force. Um, and one of the villains I don't know his name, but one of the villains from Fire Force. They were done. They were done very well. His mm. fight scenes, his character, they were just, they were like, you know, I'm here. I don't, you know, it's not my land, but, you know, I'm here. And I like the people, you know, it was just a cool, it was a cool, um, it was almost like an appreciation for, um, for that, for that character, you know? And then, you know, I would like to even say hats off to, um, Cowboy Bebop, because mm. that's the most black characters I've ever seen in an anime. Yes. And they were all dope. And it is. <laughs> and they were black. Mm-hmm. They were black. You had biracial black people. You had black black people. And they were done well. You could tell he took ever um, inspiration from the jazz era. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember the episode where they're chasing the dog for the bounty. Mm-hmm. And the dog wants to become a crew member. I thought that episode was uh, phenomenal. And it was just. 
It was it it was uh it was an artist being inspired by the art around him or what he's influenced by. Um even Samurai Champloo, even though there's not an actual black character, you can tell the inspiration. Mm-hmm. It's called mixtape. Mm-hmm. Samurai mixtape. Yeah. <laughs> Mugen. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. you could tell his inspiration from, you know. Um, but yeah, he Ogun. Ogun, I'm see it. I got a little picture of him right here. There you go. Okay. I mean I've been meaning to watch Fire I've heard yeah. good things about Fire Force. I just haven't yeah, watched it. Um You know, Fire Force does have some of that awkward uh raunchy uh Japanese humor. I have heard the fan service can be a little <laughs> get a little fairy tale-ish. <laughs> yeah, it get, it, it's it's kid it's just like at this point I can't even save you though. Like and I'm not that guy of guy, but like I can't save you. I mean, look at One Piece. I can't when does one oh well Nami Kanji is more Nami Nami Oh with the bras? No, with the body, with the everything. Have you seen have you have you ever looked at a pre time skip, post time skip not? It can two you completely know, to be different people. With you, dog, it just it just like but to be honest with you with the one piece women, they don't for me they just make me laugh. They don't I don't look at them like oh Nami. They make like, you I, laugh. Yeah, they, <laughs> they just make, make us me laugh. laugh. Like, We're from a different era. Because I, I, <laughs> I feel that his intention of making something humorous gets across. He draws funny. He doesn't draw the characters as cool as you think. He's inspired by, and it's evident through Boy, um, Joy Boy. He yeah. draws the characters inspired by 1930s animation. Yeah, but Joy, let's call it what it is. <laughs> Oh, I mean, let's call it fan what it service. Is. I guess, fan bro. service. I was, yeah, I, you know, I never, I'm not a glued to One Piece like this. <laughs> There's a couple of YouTube compilations of them going crazy over uh, Robin and Nami. That's all I'll say. But, but dude, these guys get, get these guys get excited <laughs> off of a toe. You, you can't, you can't rationalize somebody. You know, anything a toe. You feel me? Okay. <laughs> An anime voice. Yeah. You feel me? Like. It, yeah, senpai doing yeah, a cute voice. You're just like, oh my gosh, <laughs> the way she people said people going crazy over <laughs> over characters from from B stars. Like you can't save these people. Huh? Mm. <laughs> you can't save these people. Oh my! Did you see the bunny girl? No, <laughs> like, uh, you, you can't save these people, man. Did you see the sheep woman? You can't save these people, Sheesh. man. Like, the, you feel me? You can't. There There's was, no. You can't. Yeah, reason there was a little bit uh, too much of a deep dive character study into Zootopia than I was comfortable with. But <laughs> oh my god! Like, we'll get back on topic. Dude, Tim, oh, give us yeah. your give us your choice. Go ahead, Tim. <laughs> okay, my character is a is a voice actor, uh, and it's Idris Elba when he played Knuckles for Sonic Two. Hmm. And the reason why is this has been the best, um, I would say, animated or just, you know, brought to life action version of Knuckles in Sonic X when he when it was the old voice of Yugi who played him. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> and I'm glad you noticed that. And cool. The reason why I said that it was just his demeanor. Like he's like, I come from a very proud tribe. And yes, like, you know, Sonic was his enemy because the first time he met him, he was like, tell me where it is, apprentice of Longclaw. And he was like the Terminator when when they was like fighting him back and forth. Like, but like Sonic was scared to be around this dude. Mm. And Sonic was just getting punched through walls. Like when when Sonic did the spin dash and he caught him with one hand 
And he was like, does it look like I need your power? And just dunked him straight into the ground. It was beautiful. Even though his interactions with Eggman, it was like, because they always branded Knuckles as this nonchalant dummy. I was like, no, Knuckles is very smart. He even peeped, like, yeah, at some points, he's like, bro, you, you acting a little funny. But yes, you know, for story plot armor, yes, he was tricked by Eggman. Because, you know, that's the plot of the story. He was tricked by Eggman. But, like, he always said, like, yeah, you're a little weird one. But it was... Great. Chaos was in that movie, right? No. Mm, no. No? No. Okay, okay. No, but it was, okay. it, was, it was a great, great voice acting. And I was like, well, like, they really brought a deeper sense to this character. Because, to be honest, when you... Excuse me, to look at the similarities. Knuckles, when you when you look at the Sonic, especially I would say the comics, I would say, Knuckles was always the piccolo of this of the Sonic series to an extent. That one, that first major, major rival. Okay. That is still because like Shadow will is, be Vegeta. That makes sense. Yeah. And Shadow mm-hmm. is more the Vegeta who just kind of took over in terms of popularity. Mm-hmm. And you see that, and, and you really do see that, even with this um, this latest um, Sonic animated series on Netflix. Like, he has ma- many of his battles are with Knuckles and Shadow, and that's what I really love. Like to see like that that rivalry still exists. Like he just yeah, they're all friends, but they know like, but Sonic, you acting a little dumb. You about to get these hands. Mm. Okay, that's, that's, a, that's yeah, um, that's a solid pick. Mm. Man, that's actually very good. Man. No, Idris um, Alba delivered on that, bro. That voice acting was very superior, and I'm glad he's getting the spinoff. I'm glad. Mm. Two guys, two guys. I got um. I don't know if the actor for um, Whole Horse counts in the English dub of Stardust Crusaders. Bro, I don't. I'm gonna say about. no. Okay. Only because Whole Horse is then, a, a white cowboy. Yeah, yeah. Knuckles kind of. <laughs> yeah, Knuckles is in a, a, a fictional echidna. He's not. He's not a. <laughs> yeah. Whole horse is a white man. <laughs> um, black man, Black Beetle, black. from Young Justice. Young Justice. Okay. Who Who was the actor? Um, the dude who played um Underworld as the werewolf, the big black werewolf. Oh, Rays. Yeah. Mm. Oh, he was okay. the voice actor for Black Beetle. Okay. And sorry, man, when I say I didn't think I would love someone as much as Bane as a villain at that time, he did it for me, man. His script, his dialogue, how he talked to the Titans. He's like, oh. He called them meat bags. Yeah, he's like, oh, the meat. It was, it was, <laughs> yo. It was so, so sick. It was almost disturbing. I was like, yo, this alien don't care about you, dog. The way he was talking to them kids, man, uh, the meat bags. I'm like, yo. You know, like when aliens, you have to understand, they did it in a way to like him trying to understand the human world. Mm-hmm. And he just realized, hey, they're just flesh. <laughs> And for an entity from outside of space just to reduce you to that, it's an insult. You know he means it with every fiber. They're just flesh. This is just another orange. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, I'm just going to step on. That has fallen off of the tree and I didn't see it in my daily commutes. <laughs> you know? 
and him to be like when he was talking about when he, I think there was a scene where uh Wonder Girl was just talking crazy. He was like, I can speak. and then one um what's the name again? Martian Martian Miss Martian tried to save her and he shifted the density of the doors. He was like She's like, What did you do to her? I shifted the density of the doors. I can do that to you too. I can put you in halfway the hard way. That's like no and slams her. And the thing is the what made that scene so powerful is that they show the bodies of Superboy laid out flat. Just jumping cause of the cause of the doors and him just slamming Wonder Girl repeatedly over and over and over again. And you just see all the Titans bodies just doom, doom, doom. And they just show you all the Titans that's just laid out flat, slamming over and over. Yeah, because I remember he was the he because yeah. I remember because I remember when they were fighting him, they had to release Mongol to like because he was but he was running through them, bro, and they had to release Mongol to fight him. Mongol, you know who Mongol is? Um, DC's Freezer, literally. Space. And I say that because 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 he sells planets. Space. He's, he's just the only pirate. thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's a space pirate, but he's he's literally DC Freezer. I say that because they sell planets. Frieza does the same mm-hmm. thing, and um, when they expanded upon that on Rowley movie, um, but he was he was such a threat. I felt un, I felt they were I felt terrified for them, terrified. Besides Red Tornado, the Red Tornado Titan android, mm-hmm. he was the most menacing thing because Blue Beetle had no answer for him, and he was the same guy. They had to get a Martian with the Blue Beetle tech on him to to fight, and he couldn't do anything. Either. Yeah, so I thought that actor. I wanted to see him. I want to see him in more stuff, man, because I felt he did a phenomenal job. Um, he, you know, even the um, the gentleman that played uh, Dark Side in the Superman Batman versus Super, Batman One Supergirl movie. Oh, he was black. That Dark Side. Yeah, he was a black. He was black. Yeah. The Dark Side from the Justice League is the dude from Starship Troopers. You want to live forever. That's really? him, but the one from the, yeah, the dude from Starship Troopers. I know all the actors, bro. Trust me, the, that that young um, Justice League Unlimited, Justice League. When I say as getting older, that became my favorite series. It's because I didn't understand, I didn't realize how great the acting was and the voice acting for a style like that. They got their point across. I was like, man, look what they could have done with more rendering. You know. Yeah, because there was a clip that came over Twitter the other day was when when Omezo was facing Lex Luthor when Lex Luthor taught him about purpose. Because you remember Omezo <laughs> ascended to godhood. Wait, well, I oh, would say man. that conversation. Actually, I, I would say cosmic. Wait, let's say it. Right, cosmic. cosmic. Yeah, not godhood. Cosmic. And he and he was basically unstoppable. And he and he asks like, I have a question. What makes you keep going? He was like, to be honest, he was like, even with all my wealth and all my greatness, it's only going to take probably two generations before I'm forgotten. So I live on to continue to add more to my legacy, to see to see certain things that other people will never see. And he's like, that's my purpose. He's like, but then what is my purpose? He was like, that's something that you have to find out. That's something we all have to do. So you have to go out there and find out. So 
it, it was just such it was such deep dialogue, bro. Hmm. Such deep dialogue, even. Well, it, let's Was that the black? No, it's the. Uh, if you've seen John Wick Four, oh, it's the guy, really? The at the end, yeah, that's that's Lex Luthor. You have any objections? You? No, I don't. That's him. Got the it. one with the hat. That's Got Lex Luthor's voice actor. Just to see a lot, a lot of quotables. A lot of uh, Devil Ray is played by Michael Beach, who played um, Devil um, Devil Ray's Black Manta's father in the Aquaman movie. That's the voice of Devil Ray mm. in Justice League Unlimited. Michael Beach. He did an amazing job. Those episodes that he was in when he was fighting Wonder Woman, and when they went to uh, they went to go get a soul gem for Lex Luthor. When Lex, Lex Luthor officially made the Legion of Doom, accompanied uh, with Gorilla Grodd, oh man, it, it's, it's some such great performances. Back to that episode ten. Before we go back on topic, um, there was there was a scene where uh, the Atom shot him with a gun that was supposed to like paralyze him, and he said, "Ah, neural inhibitor tech, that would have worked a week ago, when I was still nanotech." <laughs> yeah, Amazo was terrifying. Like I said, terrifying. Yes. Yeah. Black back to Black Beetle. Black to Black Beetle, man. He did something for me that I was like, man, I gotta get my writing for characters to be like this. Because I know how he talks now. Whenever you know how a villain talks, you've done a great job. When, whenever you find out how a hero talks, you've done an amazing job. Nobody talks like Kevin Conroy's Batman or responds to his enemies as witty as someone who has a stoic nature like Batman. And then when he's smooth as Batman, it's over. It makes sense for Lois to leave and be wooed and go on a date. It makes sense. Mm. It just makes so much sense. The in, the first interaction in and in, in, television history we saw that with superman and batman mm-hmm. <laughs> the, um with the blessed, world's finest we saw that. yeah we're living a blessed era bro that, that's that's the long short of it <laughs> we saw that a blessed era we saw it <laughs> i always knew you were crazy yeah i am and he looked so you peaked bruce wayne you peaked i would have you know that level of riding man but back to black beetle man that was Man, that was Young Justice when it was at its prime, and then it transformed into. Well, well, remember, because well, remember after that season ended, that's when they went to that limbo. Remember, the, it was technically quote unquote yeah. canceled, and it wasn't canceled. And it wasn't really returning. Made no sense to me. Made no sense. So I was to like, me. so you mean to tell me you about to end the series with Vandal Savage and Darkseid shaking hands? Okay. Okay. We fought for that revival. That was we fought for that man. We fought for that boy. Um, Cyborg. Uh, to the give um to give like honorable nominees. Cyborg from Teen Titans. The voice, that, yes. Him, the voice, yes. The character. From I don't Teen know. Titan, I don't know. From Teen Titans, the original Teen Titans. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, I yo, Cyborg had me rolling, dude. He he was he, he was. 
and he had character development that I appreciated. Yeah. When you watch the entire... Yeah. But it's like... How can I describe it? It's like... It's like the the Android Cell Saga, right? Mm-hmm. Krillin contributes. Tien's Kokoho tri-beam attack against Cell will go down in history. But he's no Gohan. He's no Super Vegeta. He's no Cell Junior episode. I don't see it like that. I don't see it like that, man. Because there was times Slade, Cyborg contributed. Robin. Just the voice alone of Raven. It's 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 mm mm. He he yeah. he doesn't take away from me. He's a, a crucial part to that, that amazing puzzle, but he's no Gohan. The first thing you mean. think of when you think okay. of Teen Titans is Slade and Robin. Yeah. Beast Boy's charismatic, well, they, Starfire they, they... is obliviousness is funny. Slade, Robin. And now when it got to the brother blood. But yeah, but that brother blood, I'm but that's it. That yeah. And then the castle. That was good. And even even with um even with um when um all the Teen Titans um started to vanish, when they started to get into the, the brain, I will destroy the Teen Titans. <laughs> they started to wrap up, but you know. I don't know. I I, I don't have a problem with it. I, you know, I I'm, thought it was cool. I, I already knew he was not gonna take the spotlight, but Yeah, I'm not I'm not downplaying it. I'm just saying like in terms of when you're looking at something that's amazing, an amazing show, it's like okay, got you, got you, yeah, got you. Sorry, All right. All right. <laughs> you're, not, okay. you're not the right. you're not the key piece. Joey Wheeler oh, has some amazing duels, but he's not Kaiba and Yugi. It's just it just it is what it is. Yeah, and they tried to make that with Duke Devlin, but good luck, man. Yeah, yeah. there you go. Yeah, there you go. He had that one arc. <laughs> that arc was fire. Yeah, <laughs> that arc was fire. Bakura was the coolest um, loser yeah, in the history huh? of anime. Yeah, but he lost. Man took no dubs against except against a kid. Here's what it is. But uh just to wrap up uh the episode, uh that has been our picks for um black char- uh prominent black animated characters um that have really sat with us. You know, I just felt like it was something to uh to think about and you know, again, just highlight the ways in which the world has progressed. I'm glad that we've gotten to a point where it's just it's just always good to be um celebrated and acknowledged um in ways that don't make it seem like it's it's uh sympathetic or pandering right so even to Tim's decision to pick knuckles it's like it's true knuckles could have been anybody we wouldn't you know like if knuckles had been an Asian actor we wouldn't have thought twice you don't think to yourself knuckles would be portrayed by a black man. So I think something like that is just it, it goes to show how things have progressed yeah. of like, yeah, Knuckles can be played by Idris Elba and we don't even think twice about it. And he did a great job. We're just like this was just really good he, he acting. He did a great job. You know, this is really good acting. So He did he did do a great job. Yeah. So I just wanted to have a, a you know, a different highlight segment to kind of close out this week's pod. Um once again, thank you guys so much uh for listening. Uh thank you guys for even the the engagement that we get in some of our clips, again the the Zorro clip continues to rise. I, I I'm cheering it on. Um, our dead or dead or alive take is starting to do numbers. I'm cheering it on. <laughs> you know, so it's just it's just a sign of great things to come. Um, and we we appreciate oh, yeah. the likes, the subscriptions, the comments, and uh, yeah, this has been episode 13. Once again, my I am Antonius the Gamer. 
This is Mikel Smith. This is Super SSS Rank, and this is the Gamer Podcast. Until next episode, take care.